And now, introducing a man whose bracket is as busted as your girlfriend's face, but it's all right because she treats you real respectable like. It's Clark Madness. He is Glenn Clark. That was rough. That was rough. Um, what's going on? Good morning. Hi. Hi, I'm Glenn. It's Glenn Clark Radio. He's Paul. Lil Jordan's here. It's early. I don't know who the hell's idea that was. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Jordan, looking at you. He's super upset because you did it the day after St. Patty's Day. I know. He didn't want that. Yeah, um, I got to head to Live Casino and Hotel in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Um, I got to be there by noon, so I had to shuffle the show today. So appreciate you guys being with us a little bit earlier this morning. And uh, if you weren't, if you're saying I wasn't with you because I didn't know, well, the shame on you because we told you plenty of times that we were going to do 9 to 11 today. So that's kind of on you. But the show is still available in the same ways later on in the day. So hopefully you found us no matter what. A lot to do on the program today. Coming up a little bit later on this hour, it's back, the return of the John Proctor quiz, and for the first time, we uh, we're gonna pop Paul's cherry today. When it comes to, uh, hey man, oh, big well. day, big day. Well, I, I'm excited. Big day. Be, be gentle. Yeah. Well, I'm not normally. Uh, um, oh, poor Mrs. Clark. No, 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 no. <laughs> she. Uh, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna do what the. What are we uh, doing? We're gonna do the John Proctor quiz a little bit later on this hour. There are some stories I'd like to tell, but I'll save them for. My grandkids when I'm on my deathbed. Jesus. <laughs> They'll love to hear about them. Also, uh, later on this morning, uh, speaking of being at the FanDuel Sportsbook, Rodney Elliott's going to join us again. Of course, the former Terps and Dunbar star. He's going to be hanging out with me from noon to four in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. we got great giveaways. It is the best place to watch all of the action. First two bets I'm making today. First two bets I'm making, you already know one of them if you um, have been checking out Live Casino and Hotel's social media. You know that as soon as I walk in, I'm betting on Yale to cover. It's a little bit because we got to know Jalen uh, Gabadon, and he's a great kid, but it's way more because I think Purdue, first of all, we see the Big Ten struggling, struggling again in the NCAA tournament. In fact, I might bet against all of the Big Ten teams because I think I'm going to bet against Michigan State and I think I'm going to bet against uh, Ohio State today too. Just might be a clean sweep for me in terms of betting against Big Ten teams in the NCAA tournament. But I'm betting Yale. I'm not betting Yale to win outright. I'm betting Yale to cover. I'm going to bet Loyola Chicago to win outright. And I think I might parlay the first four games of the day. This is getting a little bit dangerous for me. I did not have a great day. I had a great day tennis betting. So I didn't lose any money yesterday on my basketball betting, but I would have if I didn't have a great day tennis betting. I had a lovely, lovely tennis betting day. Um, I think I'm going to parlay Loyola to win outright, Auburn to cover, Texas Tech to cover, both of those numbers being 15 and a half, and Yale to cover plus 17. I'm going to parlay those four things, and let's dance, baby. Let's just see what happens. Let's see how it all plays out and have some fun in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Special hours all weekend long. They're open right now. What if they got us on the big screen? Hi. Hi, live casino and hotel. I don't know. I have no idea if they got us on the big screen or not. The FanDuel Sportsbook. Um, They're open 9 a.m. today, tomorrow, and Sunday, and open until midnight all three days. 
plus everyone who is a live rewards member that makes a $50 bet on an NCAA tournament game is registered or can register, sorry, because you got to do it yourself. They're not going to do it for you, but you can register to win a $500 bracket bonus. You take the little code that's on your, your bet slip, you pop it in online, and you are registered to win this $500 bracket bonus. I'm thinking my $50 game today, you know, I might go ahead and, because um, you want it to be a safe one, you know, you bet 50 bucks on something. I'll make, 50, I'll make my $50 bet today the, I really like Texas Tech. I'll make a Texas Tech covering 15 and a half against Montana State today as my $50 bet that'll get me registered for my bracket bonus because I am a Live Rewards member. It's as simple as that. Live Casino and Hotel in the FanDuel Sportsbook. We will see you there. You love how I sound? I got that Macy Gray thing going on? Yeah. I try to say <laughs> goodbye and I choke. Literally try to walk away and I stumble. Though I try to hide it, it's clear. My world crumbles when you are not here. What do you know about Macy Gray, little Jordan? Get on, get on no, that. Get on that. Macy she, Gray was the, was a, she was in the she was in the first Spider Man in two thousand two. She was very much. I could almost I could almost sing the song. Fantasy. You and me. I love the first, the Spider-Man soundtrack with the uh, song that Andrew Stecka's got to come in here and sing one day. Uh, all Hero in. can save That's us. The one. That's the one. So we'll, uh, um, anyway, I don't know. What oh, oh, sorry. I've got the uh, the seasonal allergies are in full force. Little Jordan just brought me some water so I can take a Claritin. You know, you're only supposed to take one a day. I think I'm going to be doing a little bit more than that because I couldn't sleep last night because I thought I was going to die. I thought I that I yeah, because you, you got hammered. It was St. Patrick's Day. It You're was, a kid. I understand. Yeah, was, I understand. You had a long night. I did not do bone, that. Bone, My, bone the, to pick with you, Glenn. For yeah, it, yeah uh, that's, that's, that's a you problem. Yeah. That's not a me problem today. My problem is I need some Claritin. The boys and I sat around and watched some basketball. When I say the boys, I mean my two sons. And I sat around and watched basketball last night. They were very nervous because uh, they, they were like, what, is Gonzaga going to lose? Then they were like, and what's a Gonzaga? <laughs> <laughs> I was only really concerned. So the only real issue that I had, oh, God, I sound good. Oh, do I ever sound good? I sound like a million bucks. The only real issue that I was, because I don't, actually, I, I didn't even have Kentucky going all that far. I had them, no, that's the first Elite Eight team I lost was Kentucky. Um but my final four is intact, whereas some people had Iowa in their final four. A lot of people had Kentucky in their final four. I was very nervous about UCLA later on in the evening. Extraordinarily nervous about them against Akron, but thankfully they held on for that. And so all is good. Updating after one day of action, the leader in our bracket contest, getting 14 of 16 first-round games correct. And considering how the day went, that's remarkable. Uh, my friend Susan Johnson who is a listener, is in first place, having got 14 of 16 correct. I don't believe – nope, that's not – oh, God. John Proctor lost his national champion. Oh, and the last person that got – the guy that got in to fill up the contest, Tim Russell, lost his – they both had Iowa winning the national title. Mm. That's out. Nick Kelly had Kentucky winning the national title, and so that's not good either. I went 11 of 16 on day one, but have my whole final four intact, so I feel good about that. 
Not that anybody cares about your bracket, of course. Um, anyway, so that's the update on our bracket contest, which again is going to pay $500 to the winner, $250 to second place. Now on to the Ravens. What a day. As the Ravens are introducing their two most recent signees, Marcus Williams and Morgan Moses, questions start coming in. Hey, uh, kind of weird. You were able to announce signings last night, and uh, we thought you made a third. You haven't announced it. They did. You didn't hear about uh, good old Michael Pierce? No, thank you. We'll get yeah. there. Have we heard about him? He's scheduled to join the show, Jordan. Maybe, maybe, maybe settle down over there. <laughs> All right, just throwing wrenches and spokes jo- over there. Jordan had about yeah. a thousand green beers last evening, and it's just feeling froggy yeah, this is. morning. You got, you <laughs> yeah, got and it. you're sounding froggy. I'm sounding quite yeah. froggy. Very great. By show. the way, the good news for me, all I got to do this weekend is this show, a four-hour appearance, and call three lacrosse games. Really, nothing going on. Don't need my voice for any of mm-hmm. it. God. Anybody have any like honey tea sitting around? Because it's going to be a long weekend. You can just pull an errand in the office and boil up some Gatorade. Well, you know what? Not a bad idea. <laughs> I like where your head's at. Oh boy, this actually is quite concerning. <laughs> I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous about how this uh, is going to you, go. You'll, you'll you'll pull it together. When you say that. It is when your voice. There's nothing you could do about it now. Like it's not like it's not like I'm testing my voice. It's that because I'm stressed, I'm forced to push my uh, vocal cords a little bit more and that can become problematic anyway the point of all of this is that uh eric takas is like well yeah you know we're not we're not here to talk about that we're here to talk about marcus williams and morgan moses that's what we're here to talk about and everybody's sort of like well yeah we're right but um you know you're eric takasta so like we kind of have some other questions because you you didn't announce the other guy that uh, we all reported signed here. And so uh, what's uh, what's all that about? Exactly. What's all that about? And as it turns out, what all that's about is not going not gonna, to not gonna work here anymore is what it is. Zadaria Smith I apparently realized, hey, all the other edge rushers are signing for way more than I agreed to. Maybe I shouldn't sign. That, of course, being Zadarius Smith's prerogative. And, um, you know, you wish him well. I, I, I like Zadarius Smith as a person, so I'm bummed out about it because it would have been neat to have him back here in Baltimore, but so it is. I'm also bummed out about it because we sat here yesterday and talked about how the Ravens needed that help up front and that was going to go a long way, and they didn't get it. So there's that. Now, What's up with his agent even agreeing to sign that deal in the first place? Well, I mean, who knows? It could very well be that Darius Smith was super excited about signing in Baltimore and sort of said, you know, what? Th- there were also a couple of deals like Chandler Jones that were agreed to afterwards mm-hmm. that maybe impacted, like they were like, well, wait a second. This, this number's not good. And there's been some thought that perhaps he received some heat because of it from others within the union mm-hmm. that said, dude, you're, you're hurting us. Like, look at what you're doing to the market. No, 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 no. That doesn't work. And I don't know all the details, and I didn't bother. You know, and again, somebody's gonna be mad at me because I'm, I'm not really doing. I, I, I try to let reporters do that work, and then I do my thing. But yeah, sure. I guess I could have poked around a little bit more. Um, I mean, we did, we did reach out to Zadarius Smith. We didn't hear back. So, you know, for what it's worth, um, 
you know, I'm in, a, I'm in a weird place. I'm in a weird place because I like Michael Pierce. Michael Pierce is scheduled to join us a little bit later on this morning. As you know, Michael Pierce has been uh, a, a, a recurring guest on this program for years upon years upon years. One of my favorite people that's ever been in Baltimore. Great guy. He was on with us the morning after Mo passed away. Like, you know, Michael Pierce is just a, a wonderful human being and, and a heck of a football player. And I'm happy to have him back. The Minnesota thing did not work for Michael Pierce. He wasn't able to play the first year because, oh man, I got to remember what his situation was. Asthma, I think, that he was dealing with that was a complication that he didn't want to play and risk getting COVID. And then last year he missed half the season due to injury. And so that's tough. It's tough because you're talking about a guy that's only played eight games in the last two years, right? Like, you're going to concern yourself about that when it comes to somebody that you're signing in the free agent market. But we know the situation was unique in 2020. And when he's played, he's continued to be a very solid football player. In fact, the numbers say he was better as a as in, in getting in the backfield last year and disrupting pass plays and impacting quarterbacks than he had ever been in Baltimore, where he was largely a non-factor um, in getting after quarterbacks. So you know, that could be a really interesting thing that could be coming related to Michael Pierce. I'm I'm happy about it because the Ravens needed to address the defensive line. I don't think it should preclude them because I don't think Jordan Davis is a natural nose tackle, and that's what Michael Pierce really is. I don't think it should preclude them from considering Jordan Davis. But it seems like the issue kind of shifts back to edge rush again as... <clears throat> my apologies. I don't know if you heard. I'm dealing with allergies. It's unpleasant. I got a bunch of mucus floating around. It's really, really cute. <laughs> should bring the trash can over here so I can spit the mucus. I'm not even kidding about that, Jordan. Bring the, Give me a trash can. This is what's going on. It must be a thrill to work with me. Here's a, a big old trash can. I'm not kidding. There's so much mucus that I'm dealing with right now. Ah. <sighs> I got more mucus than Jordan had alcohol last evening. Anyway, the point In- is... Incorrect. I don't know, dude. I think you're really underestimating how much mucus I'm dealing with. I bet Jordan's a lightweight. He had two beers from standing no, on the bar. No, mm. no. It was, it was bad. You're, you're a pretty skinny guy, man. No, I don't know. but I, I can drink. I can. I mean, <laughs> he wears it as a badge <laughs> yeah, right. of honor. It's, I'm a man of accomplishment. Yeah. I, I can drink some beer. I, no, I put down, put down a whole fifth of whiskey... Look at this guy. Bye. Look at and this then, guy. All right, all right. Yeah, okay, easy, yeah, yeah, easy, bud. <laughs> God bless you. I remember being young. I, I had a few nights in my life. It's, I'm happy for you. Enjoy your evening. Enjoy your, <laughs> enjoy your weekend. Uh, anyway, I like Michael Pierce. I do. Not only as a person, I like him as a football player. I, I do think the Ravens are banking on a lot right now with Adafi Owe if they don't further address edge rush and... I think it's a tricky thing to do. Not because I don't like what I saw from Adafi Owe. There were certainly signs of him being a, a good football player, but because it's not a proven commodity. And you don't really have anything else. You know, Tyus Bowser was so versatile for you a year ago in a different role that you don't want to move him back to just being a pass rusher. He was so good in all the things you were asking him to do. You don't want to have to have him slide back to the other side of the field because how do you replace that? That becomes a real issue. There is still an issue at at the mic as well. I mean, you know, 
for what it's worth, Patrick Queen proved to be a really good weak side linebacker when he got his opportunity, but you still have a problem at the mic, too. So the, the biggest issues probably shift there. There are still more things the Ravens can do. There's still the opportunity they could bring back Justin Houston. That doesn't do a lot for me. You know, I, he probably had a little bit more left last season than I thought he did, but, you know, that was a low bar that we're talking about. You could still bring back Calais Campbell, but that doesn't really help your edge rush as much as it helps getting some pressure in the defensive line. You're kind of pointing more towards, there's just not much left. That's the unfortunate, the, the most unfortunate part about how the Zadarius Smith thing played out was that the market kind of cleaned out in the time where you thought you had Zadarius Smith and the time where you realized you didn't. Now, that allowed them to have the money to go sign a Michael Pierce, and so that's a good thing. But you don't have a lot of money left now. The market is thinned out. You're kind of holding your you-know-what when it comes to edge rush at this point. There are thought-of edge rush players that are likely to be available. There's, of course, Jermaine Johnson from Florida State, David Ajabo from Michigan, who I just can't help. Every time we – like, as we're talking to Charles Davis, I can't help it but to think – that that would make a whole lot of sense with the Ravens and David Ajabo. I get it. The Getting the best football player is what matters most. But when you happen to get a guy that your defensive coordinator literally turned in to a star by figuring out how to use him, I can't help but think that's appealing. I can't help it. I can't dismiss it. I know it seems like a dumb guy thing to say. Like the biggest idiot on Twitter can say, David Ajabo played for Mike McDonald at Michigan. But it's even a step beyond that. David Ajabo was not much of anything. And then Mike McDonald showed up, figured out exactly how to use him, and turned him into a star who's going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft. If you know exactly how to use the guy, I get it. What matters most is can he match up against NFL-caliber players. Well, most scouts seem to think that's the case. That is the reason that he's got a first-round grade. And if that's the case, knowing that your guy is the guy that knows how to use him best, that seems significant to me. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. But I just feel like I can't shake that. So we'll see how it all plays out. It's a bummer about Darius Smith. It is. Can't shake that. It's a bummer. Impact edge rusher off the board. Nothing you can do about it now. You move on and you try to address it in other ways. Today's show is also brought to you by the Baltimore Police Department. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org. And now the ongoing saga of Carlos Correa and the Baltimore Orioles. And as we discussed yesterday, we all kind of seem to be waiting for, with no disrespect to Raul Ramos from Cone Lost Bases Loaded, or uh, what is it? How do you pronounce it in Spanish? Yenas? I don't even remember exactly what it is. And with no disrespect to him and with no disrespect to our friends from Utah Street Report, the thing that we said yesterday is it feels like the majority of us are waiting for somebody like a Jeff Passan or a Ken Rosenthal to attach the Orioles to Carlos Correa. And we don't have to wait any longer because that happened last night. Ken Rosenthal attached the Baltimore Orioles to Carlos Correa in one of the most throwaway ways possible, which makes it even weirder. 
Ken Rosenthal acknowledges, yes, the Orioles are in on Carlos Correa. But then just sort of throws out this afterwards. I guess if you're not watching me, you don't know that I did a giant shoulder shrug in there. For those, I don't want to, you know, I, I know the athletic charges money for you to read their, their stuff, and so I'm not trying to completely um, give away everything that they do because I think you should subscribe. I, I, we don't charge for what we do, but, you know, we, we have advertisers and things along those lines, and I hope that you will support said advertisers because that goes a long way to helping us. So I'm not really a fan of just giving away the things that people pay for, but it seems pretty relevant given the circumstances that we have the conversation. And again, the way in which it was reported was particularly weird. Ken Rosenthal essentially did a notebook column last night at The Athletic, covered a bunch of different things that just he lumped in together as we're approaching the start of the season. And by the way, the Orioles play their first spring training game today. And uh, obviously, there's still a bunch of players that are out there available on the market. So he's writing about Josh Donaldson. He's writing about other things. And you get down a little bit further, and there's this note. Correa to Orioles, question mark? Which is basically the way that we've been living our lives for the last couple of weeks. The 2012 draft was most notable for the Astros' selection of Carlos Correa over Byron Buxton and others with the number one pick. Mike Elias, the Astros' amateur scouting director then, was the driving force behind the Correa pick. And now that Elias is the Orioles' GM, it stands to reason he would have interest in Correa, the top remaining free agent. Well, well yeah, that's kind of what we've been saying. But you're Ken Rosenthal, so... Elias seemed to dismiss the idea on Monday, telling reporters it was unlikely the rebuilding Orioles would offer any free agent a multi-year contract. But Correa, according to a source with knowledge of the Orioles' thinking, might be an exception if his price dropped to a level the club deemed appropriate. This is where it gets weird. Because, like, you know, all of that sounds about right. You know, like that makes sense. The Orioles... What's Carlos Correa asking? There's got to be a reason why he's unsigned right now, considering the money that was given to, say, Corey Seager. Mm -hmm. What was the dollar figure for Corey Seager? Ten years, 325 million. So if that's what Corey Seager got, there has to be a reason why Carlos Correa is unsigned. And that reason might even suggest that it's beyond 10 years and $350 million that he's looking for. Perhaps he's he wants to be the first $40 million a year guy, you know, like uh, whatever it is. Ken Rosenthal goes on. What level that might be? Fifty million? A hundred million? Two hundred million? Is not known. Unless you're Raul Ramos. Well, he doesn't know that either. He knows what they offered. Carlos Correa, 27, is certainly young enough to serve as a centerpiece of a rebuilding program, but many in the industry suspect Correa will wind up back with the Astros, perhaps on a short deal rather than the long-term $350 million contract he desires. $50 million? $100 million? Yeah, the Orioles will sign him. He brings his price down to 10 years and $150 million. <laughs> well, sure. I bet they would. <laughs> if I had to guess. I'd sign him. I'd figure yeah, out how to do it. If I had to guess, probably somebody else would jump in before they got their chance, but... Yeah, I mean, good point. If he brought his number down $200 million <laughs> by more than half, the Orioles might be willing to sign him at that point. This makes it such a weird thing to throw into. Like, it's almost better off 
I'm just leaving that sentence out because that sentence really tells us nothing. Now, look, um, I get it. It's still relevant because it's still the first time that a reporter of Ken Rosenthal's ilk, and there's very few of those, has directly tied the Baltimore Orioles to Carlos Correa. That's meaningful. That means this isn't bluster. That means that the the people that were being utterly dismissive of Raul Ramos have a bit of egg on their face. And I'm not trying to be a jerk about it, but I did not understand. And I, I'm, I'm trying not to call people out by name because I, you know, I'm not. I don't want to be that guy. We used to do a show like that on the radio. I don't really like doing that anymore. But I remember the morning afterwards. There be one of the significant Orioles beat writers writing a story that did no reporting but said, is this going to happen? No, of course not. And thinking to myself, like, okay, are you, are you quoting someone? Are you reporting that? Or what exactly? Because, again, it's one thing for me, for dumb son of a bitch on internet radio... Actually, my mother's lovely. I mean, let me take that back. You get what I'm saying? For me, the idiot to go on and say, that's ah, not going to happen. Come on. You're a reporter. That's your job. Maybe go ask somebody. Because the answer isn't just no. It's still not likely yes. As even Ken Rosenthal points out. The, the sense within baseball remains that Carlos Correa is going back to the Astros. But it's clearly not just a flat no. It's clear that Raul Ramos was not just making things up, which maybe we should have respected considering he wasn't just some guy on the internet. Again, with no disrespect to Ryan Blake, who I like. He's been a good guy. We've had a good relationship over the years. You could, you could do that to Ryan Blake. He's not a reporter. You could say he's a guy on the internet. I don't think he's making it up because I know Ryan. I don't think he would do that. But you can say that's not what he does for a living. He's not a reporter. But Raul Ramos actually is. And it took a very minimal amount of me doing some background on him to say, I can't dismiss this guy. I can't. I can still be skeptical of the reality because I you know, have been around the Orioles for a long time. But he's a legitimate you know, member of the Baseball Writers Association who appears, based on his website, to be plugged in within Latin baseball. So I can't dismiss it or just throw it out there as some, uh, some guy in his mom's basement making stuff up on the internet. There has quite clearly been a connection between the Baltimore Orioles and Carlos Correa. To what extent? That's the weird part about Ken Rosenthal's report. I mean, it's a big difference between saying... Yeah, if he brought it down to 10 years and $300 million, we'd sign him. Or if he brought it down to 10 years on $150 million, we'd sign him. Those are wildly different figures. Raul Ramos, for what it's worth, followed up that the Orioles are still working on a Carlos Correa, a, a, a new offer related to Carlos Correa. And then threw in kind of weirdly that they would also be like, they would be interested in signing Adley Rutschman to an extension. Which is only weird because, you know, I, I didn't get the sense that his source was within the Orioles' camp when we talked to him. So that was kind of a weird part of that. 
um, report that he put out last night. Conlas bases, uh, Yenas is uh, how you pronounce it. Um, so just reading from him, again, I, you know, he doesn't charge, so I don't feel quite as bad about this. Uh, with less than 21 days before the start of the season, the Orioles are pushing hard to land free agent Carlos Correa, who they think will captain the O's ship into the future. Sources to Las Basis Yanis confirm the Orioles are working on a new offer, including new details on the proposal, including an opt-out after the fourth year for the Platinum Glove winner and All-Star shortstop. So that's a strange part of this, because I've talked about how I figured that was probably going to be the ultimate poison pill if the Orioles had offered a 10-year deal is that Carlos Correa would want an opt-out, and why would the Orioles be interested in an early opt-out? Four years kind of gives you like a two-year window because it's you're certainly not winning this year, even with Carlos Correa. Maybe by next year you could get to the place where at least you're competitive, if Adley Rutschman comes up and really hits the way we think that Adley Rutschman will, if Grayson Rodriguez shows up in the major leagues this year and is as good as people think Grayson Rodriguez could be, then by next year, you add another part or two, you can make an argument for being competitive. But then from there, to try to win a World Series, it really gives you a two-year window if you give an opt-out after the fourth year. It also prevents you from being able to front-load the contract the way that we had suspected a potential Carlos Correa offer would be. You're not going to front load a deal to give a guy the chance to opt out after four years. Then you're not really giving him a 10-year, $350 million deal. You're giving him a four-year, $200 million deal or something in that neighborhood, 190 something like that. I, you... You know, you could write it out that way, I guess. I mean, like, you could say, hey, we're going all in for four years, and that's our window, and we realize that's our window, and maybe he'll be happy, but you, you, can't, you can't possibly front load it. You can't do that. Because then what you're essentially saying is he's definitely not going to stick around, because if you know you're making less money in the last six years of the contract, obviously you'll opt out. Clearly. So you wouldn't be able to front load it. And maybe the Orioles are fine with that. Maybe they say, look, man, it's not that big of a deal to us. We want Carlos Correa. Whether we front load it or not, that was never a big deal to us. But it would take that out of the equation if you're looking to a fourth-year opt-out related to Carlos Correa because it just simply wouldn't work. The initial offer presented was top-heavy in the first couple of years, averaging over $40 million per season and just under $30 million the remaining eight with no opt-outs, approximately $360 million is what Raul Ramos says. It's a little bit more than the 320 that we did the math on mm. when we first got those numbers. If Carlos Correa wasn't willing to deal 10, do a deal at 10 and 360, I, I don't know, bro. <laughs> like, well, maybe he just wasn't willing to do it without the opt-out. And that might, it might be as simple as that, is that again, the opt-out was the poison pill. Mm -hmm. But again, once you do the opt-out, you can't front-load. Right. You are committing to that much money for, for you know, if he decides to stick around. And the more likely scenario is if for some reason it goes wrong with Carlos Correa, he's definitely sticking around because he won't be able to get that money on the free agent market right. and you're stuck with it for the rest of that deal. It's a risk I'd probably be willing to take, yeah. but you, we got to think through that. Um, and a player who athleticism is important for, right? This is not somebody that, you know, as they get into their late 30s can still just go up there and be a guy that slugs home runs and, like, his athleticism is part of what makes him so valuable. So he gets into his mid-30s, 
There's a risk that's involved with that. That's significant. Then he adds, at the same time, sources have confirmed the front office is working on a contract extension for top prospect Adley Rutschman that will help the o set the O's on the right track for the future. It's very exciting. The idea of the Orioles finally being a team that's willing to buy out arbitration years. I mean, that to me is almost more exciting than Carlos Correa, if I'm being completely honest with you. That's something we've been asking for for a long time. Get ahead of this. Show that it's not just always going to be, we have these guys until they're gone. Show that you're willing to be aggressive in order to get an extra couple of years with somebody. And then maybe at that point, say that Carlos Correa walks, you're in a better place to offer Adley Rutschman some money. I, I'm very excited about that prospect. I'm extraordinary. I'm still skeptical about Carlos Correa because why wouldn't I be? But the idea of the Orioles being a team that's suddenly willing to get ahead of things with arbitration years, that would be, I mean, that would almost be music to me. That, you know, in the same way that once upon a time they had to get involved in international signings, like it's not, it doesn't forgive the things they've done in the past, but at least it catches them up in Major League Baseball in 2020. You got one of those guys, buy out their arbitration years, let's go. And somebody can say, well, Adley, how do you, you don't even know that Adley Rutschman's going to work. You don't. People feel pretty strongly about yeah. it. Intelligent people seem to feel pretty strongly about the chances. I think it's a risk that you should be willing to take. A lot of people are skeptical because it's the Orioles. And, of course. We, and we've seen how they've operated for the last 30 years. I promise you I'm skeptical. I but, promise. But when we've talked about it on the show before... It's not the same leadership group. It's uh, and, all new leadership and, and running this do, team. We do have to be fair about that, 100%. We do have to be fair about that. There are different people making decisions. All right, so that's that's what's going on today. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders. Ooh, hello. From your local Toyota dealer today drinking water this morning <laughs> sound sure, like sure that's sound fine. like jordan last night hey <laughs> hey i was combing through my uh, on this day feature on uh, facebook this morning and i was reminded of the night that i was out on saint patrick's day and a, a young lady uh, came up uh, flashed us and then offered my wife and i marriage advice nice or no uh counseling because before we were dating but this is like we really when we first started dating Actually, before we were married, I meant to say. So like uh, 12 years ago, we were out on St. Patrick's Day and some lady, literally, and I remember this quite well. Not, I take that back. I remember this vaguely. <laughs> this, this, this gal came up and said, do you want to see my shamrocks? And I was like, and she just did. And we were in a bar. Like, we weren't even out in a street party or anything like that. We were in a bar. And just, and there was, there, there was an unfortunate, she had had some work done. And there was a scar. Like, there was a notice. I was like, Was it oh. like Mr. Garrison in South Park? Kind of. <laughs> almost. I mean, like, she was a lovely young lady, but there, the, the work, had there had been an issue in relation to this particular work that had been done. And then she introduced herself to us and wanted to know our story and proceeded to offer us advice about moving towards marriage. And I think we'd only been together for like a year at that point. It was... It was lovely. It, the entire experience was quite Step lovely. Step one, flash strangers in a bar. And then see where it goes. Yeah. Just go from there. All right, we'll come back in. The return of the John Proctor quiz. That's next. Then Rodney Elliott will join us to talk some hoops. Michael Pierce scheduled to join us this morning. And Chris Hinton, really cool story. You might say that name sounds familiar. Well, this is the younger Chris Hinton of 
is the son of former Baltimore Colt and, of course, longer Indianapolis Colt, Chris Hinton, who was acquired in the infamous John Elway trade. Um, his son is a defensive lineman from Michigan, a top NFL draft prospect, and is going to join us a little bit later on this morning to talk about not only that connection, but, of course, the Mike McDonald connection as well. That's all coming up on Glenn Clark Radio. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Answering Baltimore's calls for help, running in when others run away, working together toward one shared vision for a thriving city. That's your Baltimore police. But the department needs more good people, people like you. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets with Glenn Clark and Paul Valley every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fandle Sportsbook GM Bruce Billick and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and even a few winners. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday at 1140 a.m. Brought to you by the Fandle Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com radio. Watch at YouTube.com PressBoxOnline. Glory Days Grill's St. Patrick's menu is now in full swing, and it's their most popular seasonal menu all year. New in 2022 are their smoky thigh wings with Guinness grilling sauce, a house-made Guinness barbecue sauce. Fan favorites also include their corned beef and cabbage, the shepherd's pie with Guinness braised ground beef, the Glory Days Reuben, and the Rachel. Enjoy a pint of Guinness or Guinness Baltimore Blonde. The St. Patrick's menu is available for the whole month of March. Come in for great food, cold beer, and basketball. Find out more about Glory Days Grill and get your order in online at glorydaysgrill.com. Baseball is back. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. You can find us live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon talking all things Orioles and Major League Baseball. Like the debuts of Adley Rutschman and Grayson Rodriguez. And how the rotation and bullpen are rounding into form. Watch us live at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline and Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Or you can listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. That's the bat around live with the latest in baseball coverage every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. And try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. Uh, thank you to Alston who checked in with his own Macy Gray video this morning. Yes, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going for the, 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 the Macy Gray feel this morning as I battle through seasonal allergies. It is uh, Glenn Clark Radio, a Friday edition of the program. We had to start a little bit earlier this a.m. as I'm headed down to uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. If you missed it last night, Stan the Fan 
And Gary Stein caught up with Maddie Brightman, a Baltimore native who is now doing incredible things as part of the Scott Van Pelt Show on ESPN, one of the producers there. Uh, that was a neat conversation about um, being a woman, trying to make your way in the sports media industry. I, I found it quite compelling. This afternoon, Stan and Luke Jackson are going to catch up with Baltimore boxer Yahoo Blackwell ahead of a big fight that he has coming up down in the Dominican Republic. So Stan's doing lots of shows for you, facebook.com slash Sports, or you can see it at uh, pressboxonline.com slash video. So this was a feature on the show for years. It used to be that uh, Forrester would come in every Friday. We called it Fridays with Forrester because we were very clever. And uh, John Proctor, who is a, a trivia master, you can play trivia, I believe, again uh, with John at Ocean Pride on Wednesdays starting uh, this week. He is the trivia host there. John Proctor started sending us these sort of fun, silly quizzes. And so we had a, a good running gag going. It, the, the competition, far less important than the, uh, the content in the, when it comes to these things. Then when Drew stopped coming in because of COVID, it was me versus Kyle. And now we're going to try it with Paul and see how it goes. Now, I told John to write it up a certain way because Paul has strengths and, and, and weaknesses. I was like, maybe if you go heavy on college basketball stuff, that probably won't go so well. So he said, he said he was going to write it a certain way to try to play to you. Um, but we'll have fun with it. Jordan's going to uh, actually – so John was the author, but Jordan's going to be the actual Proctor. It's Jordan Proctor playing the role of John Proctor this morning for this week's John Proctor quiz, which is – uh, brought to you by Glory Days Grill, where the St. Patrick's menu will be available for the rest of the month, including the delicious shepherd's pie with the Guinness braised beef, as well as the Guinness grilling sauce and their smoky thigh wings, and so much more, the Reuben, the Rachel. It's all available for you for the rest of the month. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website to get your order in. All right, sir, is there any sort of theme for this week's quiz? Okay, just you know, talking to the microphone, no. do that. All right, no. not not, no. not a great no. start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a great start. God, it's an audio medium. Jordan, we can't hear his, Jordan, his brain yeah. rattling around. Jordan, yeah. ba- as soon as yeah. I ask the question, he'd been camped out on top of the microphone. When I ask a question, he does this. <laughs> if you're listening, you didn't hear anything. I heard a little something. I heard a little yeah. spray can um, yeah. rattle. Go, go. What do we got? All right. Warm-up wildcard round. Question one. Of course, the sports tournament taking the country by storm right now is the Women's Cricket World Cup. Ah, big one. Yes. Being held in New Zealand until April the 3rd. In what year was the first WCWC played? Mm. It's kind of unfair for me because I actually know the answer. I'm I'm a fan. 1913. Uh, you're supposed to let me write down a number. Oh, nobody, nobody told me. Yeah, this. Well, but you got to think. This is like what you, how you screwed up the draft thing. <laughs> if I think that it was after that, I could just guess 1914 now oh, and yeah. cover everything after okay. 1913. Gotcha. <laughs> so I'm gonna do that. 1914 is gonna be my guess because I get the points difference between the correct answer and your answer. Nine. Should I say, yeah? Yes. 1973. You had to learn a tough lesson there, Paul. I'm sorry. You had to learn a difficult lesson there. You got to let me write my answer down so that I just got to 60 points. Yeah. No no big deal. There's plenty of points to be had in the course of this thing. This one is 10 seconds only. What was the combined margin of victory for the first four games of this year's March Madness tournament? 10, 9, 8, 7, Six, five, 
four, three, two, one. All right, what'd you write down? 17. I wrote down 28. 30. Yeah! I knew there were a couple close games, but I thought there was two blowouts in there, too. All right. And then... I'm rolling. I'm rolling. I'm kicking your ass. Yeah, so far. (laughs) And so now... Question three. Cameron Smith. You can't talk into the side of the microphone. You have to talk into the... Yeah. Cameron Smith of Brisbane, Australia, won the Players' Championship this past weekend at TPC Sawgrass. How many miles is Brisbane from Sydney, Australia, in a straight line? Where is Brisbane again? It's in Australia. Paul. (laughs) They're they're both places in Australia. Here's a hint. It's about the same distance from Boise... The Sacramento. Oh, well, now that, that helps. I definitely know now exactly what the... Di- uh, I mean, obviously, I've driven that like seven or eight times this year, so... Yeah, I'll go with that number. Yeah. There's supposed to be chatter while we do that. That's the point oh. of a segment. Like Again, the content is the part that matters, not the competition. What's the number you got? 1,673 miles. Okay, I think you way overshot that. I think, in fact, you might have screwed up the entire quiz. 245 is the number I came up with. Boise, Idaho? To Sacramento. To Sacramento, California. Yes, they're not that far from each other. (laughs) Do you know where Idaho is? Yeah, I do, but I I feel like... you think it was Iowa? (laughs) I I may have mistaken it with Iowa. (laughs) I mean, Idaho's right there. The answer is 455. Yeah. Well, because I'm thinking... I mean, it's more than I thought it was for what it was worth, but it definitely we wasn't that. We know that I am geographically challenged. I understand and, that. And, and, and California is a huge state. It is a large state. And I'm thinking Sacramento, whatever. <laughs> I was worried. Your, yours was yeah. 1,000, what was it? Yeah, what did you write? You write it down? 673. No. Miles. No. 1,600. I already don't like this. Just story. say the number again. 1,673 so miles. This Here's is going 245. 245, but it's not relevant. I was closer, so my my only I get the points, right. and I believe I got about uh, a thousand yeah. or 1,200 yeah. on that. These are one. stupid questions. <laughs> these are really stupid questions. Did not take right. him long. To, did these not. Are, these take are really. Him long. Are, are, these, are, the, are the questions always like this? Like but some of the point is they're supposed to be ones that there's no way for us to know. Fair enough. That we're just guessing. I didn't sign up for this. But I, was forced, suppo- I was forced you're into this. Supposed to be. You go see Limp Bizkit. <laughs> go. You know they playing Madison Square Garden? Oh. How is Limp Bizkit still able to play Madison Square my Garden? My guess is that it will not be sold out. I'm just going to, I don't know, there's a big market, but my God, what a weird thing. All right, what are we going? What is, fourth one and last one for this <laughs> yeah, round. Mercifully. <laughs> what is the sum of Zadarius Smith's career sacks plus his career game started? This probably felt really relevant when we thought he was going to be a Raven. Some of his career sacks plus his career games started. Let's see, he has. Hmm. I'll see. All right. What you got? Paul's doing not, some not, math. Not, 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 Paul's not, doing not some math. quite ready. Come on, yet. come on. We got we got Ronnie Elliott coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, I don't know, uh, 118. I said 125, so our numbers are similar. 118, 125. The correct answer was 92.5. Oh, boy, way overshot that. Way over. So Paul's on the board. Yay! Hey. You don't it's, have to do a naked lap. Congratulations. It's, it's still a slaughter. 
Well, I mean, in fairness, yeah. there's a long. There's time. nothing fair so about long, this quiz. There's a long. Paul's, there's nothing Paul, fair about Paul's it. Paul's geographically challenged because let's I'm get, supposed to know the distance between Sacramento and Boise. You know everything about the geography of the United States. I don't know everything. I don't I know the counties in my case. own state, and, and I'm that's getting a bigger. Ge- that's a bigger problem. Geography question. Bigger problem that we got to deal with. <laughs> got to deal with that. I got like half of them last time. I don't want to talk about it. Next. All right. At least I know who John Vaughn, Glenn is. Vaughn. There is that. <laughs> Thank God. You would seen there's something about Mary. Jordan. Vaughn. Jordan. Watch the effing movie. Take one of those nights where you go get drunk and instead Seriously. watch the movie. Or get drunk and watch the movie. It's a great movie to hang out with your friends and get Fair. drunk and watch. My, my girlfriend saw it and I was I actually asked her. I was like, where where can we watch this? And she goes, I don't know. Let's watch The Good Place instead. Get the F so. out of here, Jordan. All right, quickly, next. Yeah. Volley round. So, three strikes. Hey, uh, know the risks and have a plan before you start gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Thank God I don't have money on this. Yeah. <sighs> Right. How does the volley round work by, exactly? By the way, for what it's worth, you could still cover. The spread was about sixteen hundred, so you could still. I think get I lost a, all that on statement. You could still get a statement cover here today. So the way the volley. Oh, thank, thank you. I, I assume John's listening. Thank you, John. He is editing. I, I put right, the numbers. Just, just, down. just, just yeah. get to all it. Right. All right. Volley round. Three strikes, and so you get five times the score for each answer. Okay. You so, with the news of Adley Rutschman's tricep injury casting doubt on his availability for opening day, a lot of Orioles fans are wondering when the prospect will make it to Camden Yards. If Adley were to play, he'd become the 10th different catcher to start opening day for the O's since 2002. Not named Matt Wieters, who started in six. <laughs> that was the one I knew. <laughs> Alternating three strikes. Uh, I believe because... Paul is trailing. He gets to go first, which is unfair, but I'll let him have it. Ramon Hernandez. No, that's a strike. What? No, that there's no way yeah, that's Ramon right. Hernandez. Oh wait, no, yeah, yeah. Ramon, what are you? Ramon Hernandez. Oh wait, oh six. Jesus. Okay. Uh, I'll assume there was a Caleb Joseph in there somewhere. Uh, Caleb Joseph, eighteen and fifteen. Geronimo Heel. Uh, yep, oh three, oh two. I couldn't have told you what years Geronimo Heel was. So, um, missing, missing a few, a few big ones, honestly. All right, settle down we've over had, there. Had two guesses yeah, right. Each. What are you doing, man? <laughs> Brooke Fordyce. No, that's a strike. Yeah, he left in two thousand. Was that really that long ago? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! This is the problem with me not knowing, not knowing years. Javi Lopez. Yep, oh five, oh four. Uh, Wellington Castillo. Yep, seventeen. Greg Zahn. Uh, yep, oh nine. Two thousand two, we say. Yeah, you got you got two thousand two and two thousand three. That was Gil, Jill. Heel. Heel. Toronto I already said heel. that. I know. Uh-oh. He's. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, that was I thought we, you were that's guessing. What, that's what we're doing. No, I. I, I <laughs> I'm aware. I'm, I'm dealing with this. I can't even remember who started in more recent years. This is this is how bad it is. I genuinely don't you're, remember. You're, you're missing the one from... Was Jesus last. Sucre the opening day yeah, catcher? Yeah, 20, right. 2019. You're missing the one from... Right, last. Right, yeah. Pedro Severino. 
We got this, man. Just right. just proctor right. the quiz. Well, you might have it. I actually don't know that I have it. <laughs> I want to make that abundantly clear. Glenn doesn't need any hints. This is not this is not an area of strength for me. The fact that I've gotten as many as I did. Um, who am I? There's, who am I? There's one more. There's one more. I'm pretty sure I know it. I don't. I don't. For sure. Hank, settle down. My God. You get all antsy in your pants. Taylor Teagarden? Nope. Ronnie Paulino? Nope. Really? I got one more strike, right? Nah. Hundley? Hundley? Mm-mm. No. Okay. He was the fill-in. I know, so. but I, I got to... Fi- Thank you. I at least named an Orioles cat. I named two Orioles catchers. But he was only catchers. here one year, and he was a fill-in. Bro. He just got hurt. The Bro. They, no, he still has strikes. Huh? You're not doing John, well. John, John struggled. Wrote, John wrote, I can tell them the year. He is oh, wrote all right, it. All right, fine. That's fine. Wait, wait a the, second. But I don't get the advantage of that then because I'm already struck right, yeah, out. Fair. So no. Okay, okay, for, for the next round. Yes, yeah. well, next round. Right. Hmm. He, he still has a guess. Don't no, a I guess? got no, Garden, Fordyce, and Hunley. I struck you out. Got, you got... I have two strikes left. Yep. Let me think about this. It is... Oh. Oh, God damn it. I think I know. You know it. I think I do. Now I got to remember what year it was, though. Um. God, you already you already got like the obvious ones. It's got to be somebody who's who wasn't a lo- around very long. Oh, no, I was wrong. Um, what was it? <sighs> come on, come on, we got to move on. I, 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 I'm drawing a blank. Like no, my, guess my, something, anything at all. That that, that guy. Um, yeah, turn look, the cl- you got to turn the clock on. T- count yeah, him down. Ten, count him down. Ten. Nine, eight, pass. Seven. I, I got. I got. Well, you get another strike. So, yeah. Yeah, you, no. Why would you just let the clock go? <laughs> oh, I mean, because he he, he has to start the clock yeah. over anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. You already said Sucre. It's not Paulino. It's not Castillo. It's um. Jordan, turn the clock on. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Uh, that, that Ortiz guy. Two. No, it was Paul. Bacco? Baco? Paul Bacco. Paul Bacco? Paul Bacco. He oh, no. ever started on... Uh, there's no way. I, I had no chance Bacco. at that. Two, 2007. My God. I had no shot at that. I forgot Paul Bacco was a person. I definitely... I was living in Arizona at the time, so I had no no thought Totally whatsoever. forgot he was a person. Played 60 games in 2007 for the Baltimore That was Royals. a year before my stretch of opening day games started. Well, there you go. All right. Next cat. So what's the score? You want to update the score really quickly, uh, little yeah. Jordan? Score is Glenn, 340. Wait, how do I only have 343? I don't know. Proctor's running the scoring right now. Oh, that's shady. Proctor's, he screwed with the scoring to try to keep it closer. You son of a bitch. That's some but shady. Maybe, maybe I dominated that round. And you, no, you, you get, didn't you get dominate. Five. I would still have more points. You would just be closer. Right, but I was supposed to get the difference in points between what you got wrong and the correct answer. I should have gotten a 1,200 points for that round alone. But didn't I get like five times the points? It doesn't for matter. I should still have more points. I do still have more points. No, I should have more points. He just said I had 300. I should have at least 1,200. You've, you've got through. Oh, nope. Pro- Proctor's and en- All right. Proctor entered your score. Paul's, I don't know if it's correct right now, but right now you've 1,351. Okay. All right. And what's Paul's? Right now, 183. Yeah, that's about right. Okay. That's about right. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. But he's on his co- on the comeback trail. So, volley round number two. 
With NFL free agency running wild, fantasy football implications are being assessed way too early. Let us instead look back at 2021 and name the 10 highest scoring non-quarterbacks in standard point system. Remember, you got to talk into the microphone. You can't Al- talk to the side of the microphone. Al- alternating 20 times volley scoring. Okay. You're still trailing, so you would still go first. Devontae Adams. You haven't had yes. a chance to talk about that yet. God, the AFC West is nuts. I mean, it's just bat s insane. Jonathan Taylor. That's a yes. yes. I'm gonna Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Uh, no. no. Well, he was hurt for a while. No, yeah, he. Yeah, got, yeah. it was hurt. That actually kind of makes sense. Like three games. It was enough that I th- could see him falling out of the top ten for sure. I mean, like you got guys that played are gonna have the advantage uh, here. He, he said top ten, and he said alternating twenty, and that's where I, it threw me. It was twenty. I, th- I thought for sure he's top twenty. Um. Tyreek Hill. Yep. You know, you're supposed to say something about it, like yeah, where they uh, were on the list. Uh, just saying oh, yup oh, is not Ty- exactly. Ty- Tyreek Hill, 296.5 lat. Like uh, tenth. tenth. That's fine. He's in not the top last. ten. I'll take not it. Last, Mark yes. Andrews. Yeah. Mark, Mark Andrews, 301.1. Again, you got to remember, Jordan, I love you. I need you to talk into the microphone, like, not right, into the side of the I'm microphone, all right? Like, I just yeah. need you to talk into the microphone. Next is next is Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, 330.4. Where is he on the list? He is one, two, Okay. All right. This is more he of a strong. He is he is six. Okay, thank you. Cooper Cup. Mm. Top one. Mm. Top one at four hundred thirty nine point five. Probably should have started there now that I think about it. That's a it's a miss on uh, on my part. Um Nick Chubb. Chubb. I know he was hurt too. Nope. Son of a Strike. bitch, he was yeah, hurt. He I forgot. Get, yeah, he did get hurt. Melvin Gordon. <laughs> no, you don't have to laugh about. It. He's got nah. two touchdowns every other They're game. Not. I. Uh, James Conner. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm, no. What? He scored a lot of touchdowns. I got two strikes. You're Stop. Don't. Right. Don't. Proctor said keep him moving. We do need to keep him moving. That's true. We're just guessing football players. Um, it shouldn't be this hard. Um, no, it's, it's definitely it not sh- going to be him. It's definitely yeah. not going to be him. It really shouldn't be this difficult. Uh, C.D. Lamb. No. And Paul has You're a out. dick no. about this, man. He's just, <laughs> just, just, <laughs> no, idiot. Learn to talk into wait, the microphone. Wait, I don't got <laughs> Oh, because he also said Melvin Gordon. I forgot about that one. All right. Yeah, he did strike out. Let's, so let's it's a big chance, Glenn, big chance for your better. boy, but uh, no, I, don't, I don't think I got anything else. Um, there's four left. You are going, you, yeah. And, and it's it's probably big dogs that I'm just not even. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like all of the running backs were hurt. Like every, like yeah. I was going to say Derrick Henry, but he was hurt. He I was going to say Christian McCaffrey, but he was hurt. I was going to say Alvin Kamara, but he was hurt. Like everybody was hurt. Were they? Shut up. Now you're going to make me second guess, and then I'm going to be getting it wrong as I second guess. Go screw. Jamar Chase. Yes. Uh, that's a good one. You, you, Proctor wrote, you had Chase on your team. I did. And then <laughs> I he, did have and, him on and, my team. And then he proceeds to write, so ridicule him when yeah. he misses it. I didn't miss it, dick. You've got another guess. I do. Joe Mixon. Nope. Damn it. 
the the ones you guys missed yeah were just Austin Eckler 343.8 Debo Samuel 338.96 and Najee Harris 300.7 he averaged less than four yards to carry that's why I didn't think about him (sighs) I can't believe James Conner he scored a thousand touchdowns last season Jesus Christ all right what's the update Jordan, the update, the score. We got to move quickly. Update: one thousand five hundred fifty-one. Glenn, three hundred three. Ass kicking. Next. All right. According to Statista, the Baltimore Orioles franchise was worth one point four three billion dollars in twenty twenty-one. There are eleven teams between them and the only team valued under a billion: the Marlins. Three strikes. Name those franchises. And, and these are only in baseball. Yeah, only in baseball. Earn one point for each ten million dollars the franchise is worth. So it's the uh, it's the twelve least valuable franchises in baseball, but separating the Marlins. Yeah. Okay. Cincinnati Reds. Yep. Cincinnati Reds. One. One. I guess. One point zero eight five. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Uh, the Rays tenth. I think one you th- owe them a dollar. One point zero five five. When they switch, when they switch their name, they start charging everybody that called them Devil Rays a dollar. What does that even mean? Like so that, ooh. Would, so that you would stop a- anybody that said it like on the air. Oh, well, that's different. That was gonna say like people walking oh. down the street, they were charging them a dollar. The Oakland Athletics. Uh, damn it. Yeah. Uh, Oakland Athletics. One point one two five. Proctor wrote three seconds only, so I'll start that. All right. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Pirates. Yep. One two eight five. Um, the uh, the Phillies. The nope strike. I'll say the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, Guardians. Yep, seventh spot. The Colorado Rockies. Mm, that's a good one. Yep, the third spot. How about the uh, the hanky bag? The Minnesota Twinkies. Top spot. Yep. Uh, the no, it's not going to be them. The Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Diamondbacks second. The Detroit Basketball Tigers. Yup, fifth spot. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, so we have one more, no, right? Two, no, more. two, two more. more. Yeah. Two more. Um, the Kansas City Royals. Yup, makes a lot of tenth, sense. Tenth spot. Uh, how about the? Blue Jays. Nope. Okay. I guess they have the entire country to market to. Um, the, 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 no, it's definitely not the Cardinals. The, I don't know, the National. No, they have, they have a ton of money. The Nationals, that's my guess because I already said it. Nope. They have a ton of money. That was a stupid the guess. The Brewers. Correct. Hey! That's a, that, the Brewers is a good guess. That, that's All a, right. That's a team who I was trying to get to, and I couldn't think of the well, name. Well, you should have. That would have been really good for you if you had done that, but yeah. you, you failed miserably, and your family is now and ashamed of you. Yeah, I mean, well, that's yeah. assuming they weren't already. Well, fair, right. <laughs> Scoring update, 2,282 points. Glenn, 892 Paul. And now is the wager round. Ah, my favorite part. This is why none of this actually matters, is because yeah. you get this and you win. Win up to eight times your wager or lose up to seven times on the subject of coaches. All right, so you got to write down what it is that you're wagering and then show Jordan so I can't. So just tell me to close my eyes. I I, I can wager. You can wager up to 892. But you're not supposed to tell me how much you wager. All right, Uh, Jordan, I'm showing you this is how much I'm wagering is that number right there. All right. 
close my eyes. Close my eyes. I close my eyes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. We got a wager. Rodney Elliott joins us next to talk some hoops. All right. Of the win- winningest coaches without a Lombardi trophy in their case, the seven with the highest win percentage have all coached within the last decade. Name as many of the seven head coaches with the highest winning percentages in their NFL careers with no Super, vo- Super Bowl victories as you dare. Say that one more time. Of the winningest coaches without a Lombardi in their case, the seven with the highest win percentage have all coached within the last decade. Name as many of the seven head coaches with the highest winning percentage in their NFL careers with no Super Bowl victories. And is there a minimum number of games? Uh, no. There's no minimum number of games. Duh, does not say it on here, no. I'm, I'll, 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 I think most of them are established players in the game, or coaches in the game, I should say. Okay. If I can't remember the name of the coach, but I know the team. No, you got to get yeah. any sort of name. Some sort of name has to be on the... Because I, I know the guy, but I don't know his I mean, damn I would, name. I, it's not good for what we do for a living. What's his name? Is it? Lo- hey, 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 no, no, no. We, this is this is not the way it goes. Oh, we write down our answers. He has a timer, and then we present them yes. at the end. All right. So, all right. You got a timer? Sixty seconds. And how many are there? Seven. There, there are seven of them. Kay. Yes. Go ahead. All right. Starting it and go. All right. I think that guy's on there. I think. I think shall, that shall guy. Like sing the Jeopardy yeah, do song. something. Do, dance. Do, 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 dance. Do, do. I requested dancing. Well, now there's no, yeah, nobody no can sound. really see yeah. that, but you should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good point. I'll, I'll dance to the Jeopardy theme song. Uh-huh. Do 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 do. I can't think with that. <laughs> I can't. Man, I, I can't think with that. Jerk! This guy is. <laughs> what a bad guy. Uh, I'll go. Oh boy! Oh no! I don't think so. Hey, hey! How much time do we have? It is forty-five seconds right now. Because you don't have to give seven answers. Because if you get one wrong, you lose points. Fifty-four, fifty-five, fifty-six. Uh, I'm just giving those 57, answers. Fifty-eight, fifty-nine. Three Stop. answers. Those are my three answers. Four. All right. Your four answers are? Four answers are Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, uh, Rivera, mm-hmm. and John Fox. Okay. And then Glenn's are, is this Brooke? What? No. The, read the coaches, not the catchers. The coaches oh, up there. There we go. I was like, oh, yeah. McDermott, Kyle Shanahan, and Matt LaFleur. Yeah. And the answers were Zach Taylor. Mm, Ken, see, that was what I was worried about with minimum number of games. Ken 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 Wisenhunt. 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 Kyle Shanahan. All right, so I got that. Bill Callahan. Bill Callahan? I guess he did go to a Super Bowl with the Raiders. Rex Ryan, Doug Marone, and Jim Harbaugh. Oh my God. Well, I got I got I don't know what the score is, but I know I won because we both got one right. You got more wrong than I did. So I know I won. Did not do well. Did not do well, but I know I won, and that's all that matters. Ha ha! Suck it. Enjoy Limp Biscuit, you jerk. <laughs> call, Keep uh, rolling, rolling. Call rolling. Rodney Elliott if you don't mind. We're running way late. All right, that was it. Was a str- we were on the struggle bus for a little while, 
but we got through we got, it, yeah. and that's what matters. But we'll work with, through with it. With Proctor's to, help. Yes, we'll look to improve upon it as we uh, continue I'll, moving I'll forward. I'll consult with Proctor. Thanks to John Proctor, at the John Proctor on Twitter. Sorry about Iowa. Ha <laughs> ha, you jerk. He's a bad guy, too, so I don't mind that at all. All right, we're into hour number two of today's show. Again, if you weren't with us, we had to start earlier today because uh, I'm headed down to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Going to be watching basketball today from noon to four with my man Rodney Elliott. Hope that you will come join us. Remember, special hours in the FanDuel Sportsbook all weekend. They're open 9 a.m. to midnight today, tomorrow, and Sunday. And they will also offer you, if you're a Live Rewards member, a bracket bonus. Make a $50 bet on any NCAA tournament game, and you can register that bet to win a $500 bracket bonus whether you win the bet or not. I'm going to do it today. I think I'm going to do it on Texas Tech to cover. I'm going to get my bet registered to win my bracket bonus. Ten of you are winning a $500 bracket bonus. A pretty good deal. Rodney Elliott, former Terps and Dunbar star, he hung out with us last Sunday. He's back with us today for what should be a wild day of watching hoops, and he's here with us now here on GCR. What's going on, brother? How are you? Uh, good morning, Glenn. I'm great, man. Yourself? Everything is good, man. Did you stay up all night watching hoops last night? Uh, you know what? March Madness, baby. I did. I Dude, did. I was sweating. You know how I feel about UCLA. I was sweating, sweating <laughs> last night. That did not look pretty. For quite a while there, thankfully they got it figured out in the end. As uh, uh, Tiger Campbell, man, that guy, that guy, I love that guy. He's got the coolest name. Knocks down a huge shot. What was your biggest takeaway from day one of the tournament, Rod? Oh man, two big takeaways I had. I say the biggest one was I was totally surprised by Richmond when they knocked off Iowa. Iowa just won the Big Ten championship. You know they were getting their groove going. They got nice inside-outside presence. Um, and Richmond came in and, and not only beat them by four, but they controlled the whole game. They controlled the whole game. So, um, shout out to Richmond Spiders coming in, um, you know, they were, underdog. They were not, as of as of last Sunday morning, they would not have been in the tournament. And yet, <laughs> here they are in the second round of the NCAA. I mean, it's, 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 that's what makes us so great, right? It's... Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And then, um, obviously, the other one was uh, Shaheen Holloway. Man, yeah, man. Those guys up in St. Peter's, man. They they took it to Kentucky. Um, you can tell Coach Staff did a great job of getting them guys prepared, and uh, they were not afraid of the moment, not afraid of the moment. I just love the execution down the end. I mean, they got the shots they wanted. They competed on defense, and um, and they kept their cool in overtime. So shout out to those guys. All right, so those were the early game, or those were the games yesterday. By the way, let's talk more about Shaheen Holloway. There yep. were some reports yesterday that maybe Kevin Willard is moving back into the territory of being the favorite for the Maryland job. And then everybody then assumes that if that happens, that Seton Hall would just hire Shaheen Holloway because, like, of course they would. If if you're Maryland, are you thinking at all about maybe whether Shaheen Holloway should be your guy? You know what, man? You know, I wouldn't – it. it I would say maybe, but, you know, I'm pretty sure they're well along in the process of uh, interviewing guys and, and hearing what's going on. I don't know if they even considered Shaheen before yesterday. I mean, you know, if that was the case, then, yeah, but, I mean, you can tell Shaheen, you know, he um, coaches those guys up the right way. And, again, like I said, he had those guys executing late when they count. You're talking about first-round NCAA tournament. You're the underdog You're against Kentucky, and they kept their composure. Those are attributes that I would love um, the next coach to have at uh, College Park. I, I loved how cool he was afterwards. Like, he didn't want to celebrate too much. <laughs> he was like, dude, this is, nah, we, 
we should be beating Kentucky. Like that's the I, I I I trust me, I enjoy the emotions and guys that lose their minds and run across the court looking for somebody to hug. But I really kind of appreciated Shaheen Holloway. Like somebody, I, the interview asked, like, "Were you nervous at all?" He's like, "About what? It's basketball." Like, I love that man. man. He, he 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 acted like he belonged there. He right? Guys acting like they belong there. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see it, but when the camera was cutting off, when the buzz went off, a couple guys may have jumped up and celebrated, but he was yelling to his guys, "Come on!" Yeah, man, go go to the handshake line, line right? You know, let's go to handshake and let's get ready for the next game. So you know. Not too big for the moment. I love it. No, that was incredible, man. It was incredible to see. All right, so we got a busy slate. While you and I are down there, the early games today, uh, Loyola, Illinois, Ohio State, Jacksonville State, Auburn, Montana State, Texas Tech, Yale, Purdue, Delaware, Villanova, Miami, USC. What's the game of that group that jumps out at you and says, this is the one I'm most looking forward to hanging out and watching today? Well, I got Villanova winning it all, all the way in my bracket. So, so do I. Man, I... Right. There are a lot of people, like the smart money appears to be on Delaware covering, and I don't like that at all. Like, <laughs> I don't want to see I don't want to see a threat. I want to see Villanova waltz in, win by about 30 points, and make me feel comfortable about my pick for Villanova winning it all this year. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, for sure, Villanova. I want to see what those guys can do, man, get a start to this. Cause games were exciting all day yesterday. And then you talk about, you know, Loyola, Chicago. Those guys are, are prime for big-time basketball. So they, they are – always um, uh, a team you want to watch, a game you want to watch, because you know they're going to bring it every every game. And Ohio State, I mean, they had a so-so year in the Big Ten this year, and they did they were, really well against Maryland. Yeah, well, they were falling but, apart down the stretch, man. Like, but that, but that, that's how I was getting ready to say, down the stretch. I mean, you know, you got to look, 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 look who's hot going into the tournament, which I thought was, which, which means could mean two things. Carolina was hot going into the tournament. Yeah. They got a good win yesterday. Yep. But I thought Iowa was hot yesterday because they won the Big Ten tournament. That's a good point. So what do I know? But I know the old Chicago is going to be ready. I know it hasn't been a great tournament for the Big Ten. I know that much. <laughs> and with that in mind, Rodney, I'm going to do something today. My plan for betting and Rodney and I had a mixed day betting last Sunday. We felt really good because we hit on the under on the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, we were yeah. high fiving. And then um, I, I think I might have peer pressured Rodney into making another play afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel bad about it because you know how this goes, right? Like you know you you're a com- you're a competitor. <laughs> you know a thing or two very about true, this. Very true. So I, you get a win and you're like, ah, I got to go win some more. And so the Celtics game was coming down the stretch, and they were up by, like, three points. I'm like, I think I'm going to go throw a couple bucks on the Celtics to to cover, uh, I think it was one and a half or something like that. And then they didn't score another point the rest of the game. And not only did they not do that, Luca did a great job yeah. managing the game and hit Dinwiddie for a buzzer beater. And then he did it again the next the next game, yep. right behind that. Yep. So Dinwiddie went back-to-back buzzer beater. <sighs> that was frustrating. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm parlaying the first four games of the day, all right? I'm gonna. I don't know. I'm gonna throw in. Let me see if I just do the math right now. Let me see if I can figure out what it would cost me. So I'm gonna cover. I'm gonna pick Loyola Chicago plus one. Yeah, I might as well pick them to win outright, right? It's plus one. I'm just gonna pick them to win outright. So I'm gonna pick Loyola Chicago okay. to win outright. I'm gonna pick Auburn to cover fifteen and a half against Jacksonville State. I'm gonna pick Texas Tech. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Texas Texas Tech to cover fifteen and a half against Montana State. And I'm going to pick Yale to cover the 17 against Purdue. All right? That's a $20 okay. parlay that would pay 263 bucks. How you feeling about that? Ooh, 
I like all of that. Um, let's just say 17, though. So you're saying Purdue to cover. I mean, no, I'm Yale, saying will, Yale will stay within 17 of Purdue. Purdue has really 17. struggled against pick and rolls this season. And if there's a team that we can count on to be disciplined, I would think we could count on Yale to be disciplined, correct? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I like that thing. You know, I like that. It sounds like you're you know tepid. I like that part. Like, all right, I'm all right. I'm going to early, man, and, and, and do a little bit more research. But you didn't steer me well in the first bet last week. I did. So. I did. I Look, I'm just no, throwing no, no, this no. out there. This isn't going to be my only <laughs> action today. This ain't going to be my only action today. But it's a $20 parlay that could pay 263 bucks, and I think it's reasonable, and we're going to watch all these games together, and you can watch my heart break as Ohio State beats Loyola Chicago at the buzzer and ruins it on the first game of the day. Oh, you man. can watch that. Oh, boy. It's going to be a fun day, though, man. It's I'm really looking forward. We had a good crowd for last Sunday. I'm expecting today to be an utter mob scene. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Should be nice. The weather's nice, so folks, you know, March Madness. So let's see if they can take a break from playing on the uh, crap tables and stuff like that. To come join us. So come on out, guys. If you're in the area, come on out. Check us out. We'll have a good time. Got some giveaways and everything, don't we, Glenn? Yeah, we do. We'll have great giveaways. Um, we were all fascinated by the cu- the cups that change color when you put liquid in them last week. Like we were all Very true. Whoa. Very true. I felt like quite a rube. The much attention that we were giving those things when we were hanging out. Like, wow, they changed. Co- like, I was a four-year-old as I was watching it. Yeah, we're going to have a great day. We'll be hanging out in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. And uh, Rodney will give you some advice. you got some questions. you got some things you want to talk about. Uh, he and I will help you out with that as well. Rod, love you, man. Looking forward to seeing you there this afternoon. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. No worries, no worries. I'll see you in a few. All right, buddy. Rodney Elliott, former Terps and Dunbar star, checking in with us. When we come back in, scheduled to be joined by, once again, a Baltimore Raven, Michael Pierce. That's next. It's a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgambling.com. Help.org. The newest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Maryland men's basketball's 2002 NCAA Tournament Championship. As Gary Williams reflects on how the program rose from the ashes of NCAA sanctions to the pinnacle of the sport, and why his perspective of the title run has changed now two decades later. Plus, Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, and the rest of the team relive the moments that ultimately led them to cutting down the nets in Atlanta. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Answering Baltimore's calls for help, running in when others run away, working together toward one shared vision for a thriving city. That's your Baltimore police. But the department needs more good people, people like you. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. 
Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. The great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le Champion. Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. Well, as you know, I sometimes feign as though I'm a journalist, and so this is kind of difficult because um, I can't help but be biased. Those of you that have listened to the show for a long time, you know the affinity that I have for our next guest, and he's someone who's always been good to us. And Even after he left Baltimore, he would still check in with us. In fact, he was on with us at, at I think about it frequently, the morning after Mo Gabba passed away in a day that was very emotional for all of us. Um, I'm st- I-, I can't lie, right? I can't, I can't try to be impartial about this. I'm over the moon that he is back as a Baltimore Raven. Uh, he is, of course, Michael Pierce, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Mike, it's Glenn back in Baltimore. It is so good to chat with you again, man. Thank you for taking the time for us, and congratulations on coming back to Baltimore. Awesome, man. Thank you so much, man. Uh, you know, you guys are one of my favorites as well, and uh, I appreciate the sentiment, but um, more importantly, man, it's, it's good to come back home. Bro, it's, it's, so, good to come back it's home. so surreal, dude. It's so surreal that it works out this way for you. When, when did you know, you know, like, it, it, things weren't going to continue in Minnesota? Like, did they let you know ahead of time? And and when did you have a feeling that maybe this could work out, that you could end up back here in Baltimore? Um. So... I kind of, uh, this is going to be a little bit of breaking news. I kind of initiated my initiated it myself. Okay. So when they brought the new staff in, they were going to change the system. Um, obviously, when I came there, I came there to play for Coach Andre Patterson, who does a great job with nose guards and, you know, letting them rush the pass and getting sacks. So, um, you know, Coach O'Donnell and all those guys are awesome. But before I got to meet with them or anything, I kind of just, you know, reached out to the new GM and asked them kind of, you know, what the situation was. So um, they didn't really do too much. Uh, they tried to get a trade. Uh, it was kind of, you know, short time, especially with a new GM. Um, long story short, um, they had some negotiations on the contract, uh, a decrease in my contract on Monday, but I just uh, ended up asking for my release. Wow. Did you have any thought when you did that, that, like, you know, hey, I, I got some friends on the other side of the country that, like, might be. Was there any thought that maybe the Ravens would be in play if you did that? No. Okay. Um, like I, that was. This was kind of my first time. You know, I hit free agency, and uh, I just kind of went with it the first time. I didn't expect any of this this time, so um, I didn't know what kind of cap space or what the deal may be with the market. My agent had a um, pretty good idea of you know potential landing spots, but um, he mentioned Baltimore, and I was just like. There's no way on God's green earth this is going to happen. 
So, um, you know, I, I didn't want to get too excited, but uh, Mr. DaCosta and, and them kind of reached out pretty early. And um, like I told my agent, if there's any way I can get back home, um, you know, that's that's where I want to be. Wow, so, man. Wow. Uh, I'm grateful that's... that we got it done. Michael, why? You know, obviously the, the dumb guy sentiment is you got relationships, you got friendships here, but... You know, that alone only goes so far. You had relationships, you had friendships here, and, and when it was time to move on, you went to Minnesota. Why did it mean so much to you to want to be back in Baltimore at this point in your career? So um, I just relay it back to, like, you know, a lot of guys that we've had that's had success early on in their careers, they go on and chase big money and all that stuff. But um, every time you hear them say, it's something special about Baltimore, the brotherhood, the people in the building, the feel around the city is different. Um, you know, when you're young and you, obviously you, you only play this game for so long, um, you owe it to yourself as a person, as a player. You know, I'm have a family and all this stuff to go and you know secure those funds. But when you live in these other places and you live in these and you deal with every different kind of situations in different buildings, um, like I said, that that culture, our culture is very unique, and that's something a lot of guys miss and. Like you said, we've seen Albert McCullen come back after he went to the yeah. Patriots. Yeah. Um, Pernell McPhee left and came back. Yep. Um, PJ just came back, even though he was a free agent. Um, we've seen a lot of guys come back and happily come back. So, um, like I said, it, it it was a no-brainer for me. Um, you know, like I told y'all, I think last year, even though I was heard I was on the show well, the year before, I still watched y'all, us, um, Every game I could, wow. especially the year I set out for COVID. So, yeah. um, no, nah, man, it's just a, an affinity. And like I said, um, I played my best ball there. Unfortunately, I got hurt last year, but um, it's a culture that I, I love. And, you know, we win here and we play great defense. And as a nose guard, you should not ask for anything more than that. You, bro, you got me ready to go run through a wall right now. <laughs> you got me all fired up. Michael Pierce with us here on GCR. He's back in Baltimore. Um, Michael, you know, did, did you get to know, I know Mike McDonald was working with the linebackers and was working before that. Did you get to know him at, at all when you were, when he was here before and you were here with him? And did, did you have much of a relationship? Did you think about that at all as, you know, he's taken over now as defensive coordinator? You know, I was kind of laughing with him yesterday. Um, yeah, no, we were all cool. I know Drew's gone. Uh, that was my guy with the D line, yep. but you know, the, the linebacker room and the D line room are right across from each other. And Wink, when he was there, kept everybody pretty much together in meetings. And so, um, no, nah, man, Mike was young coming up, but he was hungry, man. He did a great job. And I know they got Zach there now. Um, like I said, even Zach came back. That's a great point, right? That's a really good point. Yeah, no, nah, man. We yeah. got a ton of people who, you know, like I said, it's a unique culture. I can't speak for the 30 other teams that I have not played for. Right, but right. I believe, you know, the, the guys who do come back, it's for a reason. You know, sometimes they take pay cuts. So, um, like I said, man, um, Mike McDonald's awesome. I watched him a lot at Michigan last year, and the success they had with turning around the defense. And, you know, they're going to have Aiden Hutchinson getting drafted, Lord knows when. Probably, probably number one, yeah, right? <laughs> right, so I, I just don't know. But, um, no, nah, man, he did an amazing job with his with Coach Hart's brother. So, um, no, nah, man, I'm excited. And, like I said, he has, he's a young guy, has a great a lot of energy. And, uh, you know, he's – like I grew up in that – you know, system and, you know, in his heritage, he did the same thing. Do you find yourself saying, like, Michael, now, you know, you're a couple years more, you know, older, is, uh, let's be honest about it, that's mm -hmm. the way it works. Do you mm -hmm. find yourself thinking, like, 
I, I might like to be here for the rest of my career now. Is that part of the thought when you come back to a place like Baltimore? Definitely. Definitely. Like I said, I turned 30 this year. Um, all things going well. I stay healthy. Um, I'm going to play these last three years out in Baltimore, and I'm, I'm going to go home, man. <laughs> so, uh, that's, um, no, that's definitely, like I said, uh, I'm, I'm big into believing in Christ. And uh, it's funny how God lets things come full circle. Um, I didn't have a press conference when I first came in as an undrafted rookie. Now you get to, and, right. Uh, and and here soon I'll have a press You get to have your on. moment. You get to. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it, it's never about that. It's just about. Oh, that's you know, cool. We can, we can acknowledge. things come full circle. That's a cool yeah, thing, no, right? It's, it's pretty cool. That's it's cool. pretty cool. That's really, really cool, man. We're excited about that today. Um, Michael Pierce is with us here on GCR. Mike, you, you referenced the injury a year ago. We, we know because, remember, we talked to you about um, you know needing mm -hmm. to opt out because you dealt with asthma the year before. Um, I, I know you got back on the field. How are you feeling health-wise? Um, what was it like going through? I, I imagine it had to be tough on you after not playing the year before, sort of going mm -hmm. through something like that this season. Yeah, it was tough mentally, man. Um, like I said, I think I played the first four games. Uh, toward the top part of my chest that we didn't need surgery. They just told me it needed a lot of time. So um, that was very frustrating. I got off to a hot start. I had like two sacks in the first game and a ton of tackles. And, you know, I, I thought I was going to end up in the Pro Bowl at one point. Yeah, right. But, um, no, man, I, I got hurt, um, did the rehab process, came back, and still played really well at a, at a really, really high level. So, um, no, man, it was rough. But um, like I said, in this game, you know, injuries do happen. That was the first time I actually got hurt and missed time, like a, a bunch of time. So um, it, it was interesting to deal with. But in this game, injuries happen. And, you know, at the end of the day, I always know my work will show for itself. So unfortunately, it was just eight games. But um, obviously, Coach Harbs and everybody around the league has watched the film. And yeah, they know. They saw that I was still playing really well. Um, when I was healthy, I, so, um, I, I want to ask about that because it's one of the things I think jumped off the page. Of course, we, you know, we have always thought of you as being that tough run stopper and what you and 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 Big Baby would do up front. And we mm -hmm. saw something a year ago that you were maybe even more impactful getting after quarterbacks. You referenced the three sacks, and that's just in half a season. You know, like that's pretty yeah. noteworthy. Was there something that changed about your game? Was it just a unique opportunity that you had that you were maybe more impactful as a pass rusher? Do you feel like there's there's more of that that maybe you can do that perhaps we didn't even get to see all of during your first go around here in Baltimore? Yeah, it, it's definitely um, obviously you know being a run stopper is what I've, I've been known for, but um, it's just growth and maturity and uh, trusting a different part of my game. It was a different scheme. Obviously, we you know we have a three-four in Baltimore, yep. but um, they do a lot of four-three. They do straight four-three stuff in, in uh, here in Minneapolis. So um, now it's just different opportunities. Um, the D-line coach, who's actually with Wink now in um, New York, uh, Coach Andre Patterson, did an amazing job with me, man. Um, he believed in my abilities, and um, he just kind of turned me loose. So uh, you know, we've had amazing pass rushers. So when when I was there, Z. Sure. At inside of the yep. technique, and we had Brent Urban and Lawrence Guy coming in as an undrafted rookie from Stanford. They just, I just focused on what I could do. So stopping the run was my thing, but I had more opportunities here. I had a um, a bigger responsibility, obviously, being a higher paid guy. So um, no, nah, man, this is something I continue to work on, continue to work on, and um, I hit home a couple times, but 
No, um, that's something I definitely want to make sure I, I, I showcase next year. Um, that I can I can obviously affect or also affect the passer. So um, no, that's something we're gonna talk about when I get in in the building and hopefully I get those opportunities. But until then, we just gotta put the work in. I feel you, bro. Uh, best text or, or best phone call you got over the last couple of days? Maybe from somebody you hadn't heard from in a little while. Maybe that just somebody that just called and started yelling to the phone. Whatever it was. Who was what was the one that you loved the most? Um, so actually, before my deal got done, Cocap texted, uh, ah, DM me on IG. God, he's the best. And and said, uh, we need you to come home, man. And we were actually in negotiations at that time, and I I just told him I was trying, but nah, man. Uh, you know, especially undrafted guys, and just seeing yeah. how Levine went from Green Bay to here and just became a a, a staple. And our culture is uh, awesome for guys like that to reach out to me. He's like a big brother to me. So uh, that meant a lot. And uh, like I said, I told him if there was any way I could get it done, um, I definitely would. So, no, when he sent me that, I was like, let's get this crap over with, man. Wow. I'm ready to go. Wow. That's um, that's dope. No, man, that was big for me. That's dope, man. I I try to explain to people. You know, I've I've had – Anthony, I've been good for a long time, man. Like, he's one of my favorites. He, he did lie to me, though, technically. Like, he was on with me literally two days before he announced that he was retiring. And I was like, hey, bro, you thinking about it at all? And, it, like, I worded it just the right way. He said, no, nah, I'm planning on being back with the Ravens next year. And technically, he's like, I didn't lie to you. I didn't lie to you about it because he's back. What do you think about him making that jump uh, into coaching now? Uh, and can you explain to people just how oh, important? What? Yeah, man. That's news to me. Yeah, he's going that route. He's going that route now moving forward. He's going to be – he's on staff, sticking around after he's retired. Oh, great. Yeah, right? Great. No, I, I, I've had a long week, so it's some news that I missed out on. But, no, that's <laughs> awesome, man. Um, you know, Chris Horton, former player. Zach, obviously, due to his injury, uh, yep. back in the building. But, um, no, anytime you can have those guys who have been in those trenches, had those experiences – but also had the knowledge of a coach. Um, I don't know which role he's going to be in, but I'm sure he's going to mentor DBs, safeties, and special teams yep. in some capacity. Um, that's invaluable, man. That's, that's invaluable. I, so, I try uh, to explain to people how much he means to everybody. I try. I, like, I've spent the last few yeah, years trying I don't to, think they can understand. No. Like, you just have to be there. And like I said, that is a staple, especially in Baltimore special teams. You think Albert McClellan, obviously the Wolfpack when they were together, and – Cocap is yeah, he's probably the most special famous teamer it's, in my time. I know he had Jacoby and all those guys, but as, as my four years, uh, he ran that room and he just did an amazing job. All right, let's get caught up on you, right? You mentioned family, you mentioned all those things. Where where, where are you at now? It's been a little while. Where where are you at in life? Um, how have things changed for you personally since you were here in Baltimore? Um, a lot, man. A lot has changed. A lot of personal discovery with a year to myself and just working out in the gym and walking around uh, Whole Foods <laughs> for a year, trying to pick out healthy food and all that stuff. But long story short, man, I just progressed. And, you know, as time gets older, you mature. Um, you understand a lot of things differently. Um, like I said, working on starting the family. I'll have some news when I get to the press conference. All right. I don't want to ruin that. All right. But, um, yeah, no, we, we're just taking care of business and – uh. Trying to enjoy enjoy life, man. So um, I've been able to do a lot of different things for my family, a lot of different things in my community. And um, like I said, you know, charity has always been a big thing of mine. Yep. Obviously, it's big with the Ravens. 
I talked to Jamil McLean. So today, uh, I love yesterday. Him. So man, um, gonna get back in the community in Baltimore. It's gonna be like I never left. But um, no, nah, man, I'm just looking forward to you know getting back home, rekindling those relationships. I can't wait to see Miss Val in the front office. Yes, my lady. Yeah, I, I still texted her all the time. Like even when I sat out in last year. So um, no, nah, man, it's just uh. Enjoying this journey and, um, you know, staying busy. That's staying awesome, busy man. Improving my game. And, um, no, nah, man, it's not too much. I don't, I'm going to break some news okay. next week. But, uh, okay. No, nah, man, it's, 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 been a, it's been an amazing journey. And, like I said, for me to be able to come here and um, try to finish out the rest of my years here and excel and, you know, obviously win. Um, that's the, uh, yeah, that's the last that's, part, right? That's the, that, part. That's the yeah. one thing that's left for you now. You go in a, go in a Super Bowl, right? Like that's, Indeed. that's the Indeed. thing. That's the thing. Uh, man, I love Jamil and Keisha. They are the best too, man. That's they're all good people. Uh, Michael Pierce, dude, we're so happy for you. Uh, grateful that you took a couple minutes for us. I know it's busy right now with the press conference coming up. Thank you for doing it. And as you know, anything you got going on, please let us know. We'll be happy to push and help any way we can with what you got going on because uh, you've been one of the best people that we've gotten to know over the years. Uh, thank you, as always, for taking the time for us. Congratulations and look forward to seeing you more frequently here in the coming weeks and months. All right. Yes, sir, brother. Appreciate the sentiments. Y'all have a blessing. That's Michael Pierce. He's back with the Baltimore Ravens. And truly is a – I mean, I, look, man, I, I, I could try to lie to you and be like, I'm, I'm, I'm not impartial. I've gotten to know Michael Pierce over the years. He's one of the best humans that I've come across in this organization. And that's a long list, right? Like, there's a lot of really good humans that I've gotten to know. Uh, Michael Pierce is extraordinarily high on that list, and I'm excited about him being back. Very excited about, you know, seeing him maybe having more of a push. And in his point about, like, oh, I was playing on a 4-3 last year. We do things a little bit differently. It's what I always talked about with Brandon Williams. Like, you guys are trying to measure him against people that are doing other things. Mm-hmm. That's not his job here. But if Brandon Williams is gone, presumably Michael Pierce is going to be asked to do a lot of things that Brandon Williams was doing. Yep. And we all saw the impact of when Brandon Williams was on the field versus when he was off the field in terms of... Every year. I mean, it, 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 it was like clockwork. Mm-hmm. If he plays, they're going to be pretty good against the run. If he doesn't, they're going to get gashed. Yep. Um, Michael Pierce presumably is going to be asked to do a lot of those things with Brandon Williams likely to be gone. It's not done yet. There's still certainly a possibility that Brandon Williams could end up back in Baltimore and the number could be... That quite pleasant for the Ravens, and he's happy to be here too, right? Um, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing for the Baltimore Ravens to have Michael Pierce back, and it's a good thing for the city of Baltimore to have Michael Pierce back. I'm really excited Agreed. about that. Agreed. All right. Um, we got one more break to get to, right? Yes, sir. So we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll do Young Utes, Tidbit, Tubular, and then Chris Hinton, speaking of defensive linemen, Michigan defensive lineman, guy that's going to go pretty early in the NFL draft. We'll talk to him as he is the son of former Baltimore Colt Chris Hinton as well. Today's show also brought to you by the Baltimore Police Department, and you can join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good, bpdrecruit.org. It's Glenn Clark Radio. (laughs) 
Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. That first sip. That first bite. Mmm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Glory Days Grill's St. Patrick's menu is now in full swing, and it's their most popular seasonal menu all year. New in 2022 are their smoky thigh wings with Guinness grilling sauce, a house-made Guinness barbecue sauce. Fan favorites also include their corned beef and cabbage, the shepherd's pie with Guinness braised ground beef, the Glory Days Reuben, and the Rachel. Enjoy a pint of Guinness or Guinness Baltimore Blonde. The St. Patrick's menu is available for the whole month of March. Come in for great food, cold beer, and basketball. Find out more about Glory Days Grill and get your order in online at glorydaysgrill.com. The newest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Maryland men's basketball's 2002 NCAA Tournament Championship. As Gary Williams reflects on how the program rose from the ashes of NCAA sanctions to the pinnacle of the sport. And why his perspective of the title run has changed now two decades later. Plus, Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, and the rest of the team relive the moments that ultimately led them to cutting down the nets in Atlanta. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out BuyAToyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcasts. It's Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR as we continue on and winding down. Again, if you weren't with us at the beginning, we are doing a 9 to 11 show today. So I got to get going, get down to the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Today's show is brought to you by Simply the Bets. Every Tuesday morning, 11.40 a.m., Simply the Bets, Bruce Billick, the FanDuel Sportsbook GM at Live Casino and Hotel, and Aaron Oster from VEASAN join us to help us win some money during the course of the week, and also every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m., Weekend at Bookies. It's all brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Thanks again to Michael Pierce. Now we do this. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,
I blame the allergies. It's time for Young Utes. Young Utes brought to you today by Underdog Fantasy Football. If you're not playing, you sure as hell should be. Basketball, hockey contests, baseball coming. And yes, you can bet now in the state of Maryland, but you can't bet on your phone or your computer. But you can feel like you're betting when you play underdog fantasy football with player props, parlays, everything along those lines. Underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app. When you make your first deposit, we'll match it. Up to $100 with free money for you to play with when you use the code PRESSBOX at Underdog Fantasy Football. So you don't have to worry about being judged today because Cass is on spring break. So. No, I'm judging him. Oh, oh yeah. what do you know about the young yeah. people, though? What do you, how I you? work with a lot of young people. All right, well, well, fine. We'll let Paul test the judge. in general. I'm, I'm right, judging fair enough, him. Fair enough. What do you got? So Pete Davidson. Uh... I mean, I'm going to guess. Is whenever you say the name Pete Davidson, like it seems like the answer is... He mentions him every, every he, week. That's he, all the young youths care about. He's he's actually in two of them today. So Jesus but, Christ. Maybe yeah. we should limit, uh, yeah. combine all yeah. the Pete Davidson stuff into one each week. we got to right. slow down right. on this guy. So, he did, did you guys see his exchange with Kanye it was, West? It was a week best? ago. I definitely saw yeah. that. So, he, he pretty much texted Kanye West, can you please take a second and calm down? It's 8 a.m. It don't got to be like this. Kim is the best mother I've ever met. What she does for those kids is amazing, and you're lucky that she's your kid's mom. I've decided I'm not going to let you treat us any this way anymore, and I'm done being quiet. Grow the F up. And then he proceeds to send Kanye a photo of himself. Yes. In, in, well, in Kanye bed. said, where are you right yeah. now? And he, and and he, he said, he, I'm in bed with your wife. And he, all he said was send a picture of himself with a shirt off. He didn't, like... People were treating it as though it was lucivious in some way. Like it was, like he. It's hilarious. It's it's hilarious, but it's also. Th- are we, are, is there some, is there a point that you're going to make, or are you just sharing oh, that? Oh no, I just thought it, I I okay. read I read this text. And I was like, so so I I actually had two thoughts about this entire exchange. The first one being like, there were a lot of really thoughtful things that Pete Davidson said within this text conversation about mental health and getting help, and I think we all know that Kanye West is a human that needs help, and so there's something to be said for Pete Davidson who clearly is going to have to deal with this person being in his life if he's going to continue to date Kim Kardashian because he's the father of Kim Kardashian's children. Like, there's something to be said for Pete Davidson saying, look, dude, we, I, I, whatever. You want to make videos where you're mutilating me? That's, that's fine. But there appears to be a bigger problem, and I'm someone who went through a lot of issues, and you know, people, people know Pete Davidson's story, lost his father at an extraordinarily young age on 9-11, um, been through a lot been through a lot of s in his life and so i have some respect for pete davidson saying i want to talk about these things but he still was antagonizing within that and that makes the two things conflated like there was a good message in there and there's some like hey good for you stepping up and like i mean i i need to do something here because you're gonna have to be a part of our lives and we have to make this work somehow like there's something about that that's like the way that you should be as an adult, as a human, as a man, whatever you want to say. But at the same time, like the I'm in bed with your wife thing, like, dude, how are you going to try to help somebody get mental health while you're throwing barbs? Yeah. Like, I, I'm not, I still think that there was more good in that than there was bad from Pete Davidson, but like. It's a dude who's fed up. Like, I don't blame him. And that's the thing, I'm not mad at him for being pissed and being sick of all of it. I don't really know why it got shared on social media either. Like, that's kind of. A- apparently his camp, his his camp leaked it right and like, so like wa- that's like wanted to show like haha 
that's tacky. Like, yeah. you know, are, yeah. you're having a personal conversation with somebody. Let it be a personal conversation with somebody to try to fix your life. Now, if what you're really trying to do is, like, further show how truly unstable this person is because, I don't know, you want him to not be able to see Kim's kids or whatever. I, I don't know, man. Like, there's a lot that's weird there. I hate that I'm talking about this so much because I, I don't really care about it. But there is something to be said. I know there were there was another issue this week related to Trevor Noah where, like, Trevor Noah told a story. I don't watch the – I stopped watching The Daily Show. I didn't – I watched the first couple of weeks of Trevor Noah and didn't think he was doing a good job. People have told me he's gotten much better. I, I just, I've never really found him to be all that funny. I don't, I've, neither have I. Um, but he apparently told a story this week about his mother, his own mother, being shot by an ex that was stalking her and obsessed with her. And he was like, I, I'm going to say something. Like, we're all playing along because it's Kanye West and he's sort of like America's plaything in some weird way. Like, we all can poke fun at him. We all, like, we, we've never really dealt with it as a society because we kind of lifted him in this, this way that was a, a, above life almost. But I can't just sit back and watch this. You're, you're watching a potential train wreck and we need to say something. This is obsessive. This is stalking behavior. This is not okay for any man. And his point was, if Kanye West, whose every action is being showed to the public, can get away with it, then think about all of the men and women, all the relationships in the world where like nobody's watching it, nobody knows what's going on, and there's no hope for a woman to get away from it. So I appreciated that. And then, of course, you know, Kanye West went on, went at Trevor Noah on social media like a three-year-old because that's what he does. And we reward content and engagement on social media as if it, it was the, the, it was when, it, if you watched Inventing Anne, it was one of my big problems with it. We pretended like there was some value in the fact that this, this girl got people to look at a Instagram page of what she was wearing to court. Like there was value in that. There's no value there. She was a terrible human being. And we're giving her an effing reality. That I read about the people that made the real world all those years ago, Bonham and Murray, they have signed a deal with her to produce a show about her life after jail. She's profiting off of her crimes. Because we've lost the concept of what is valuable and what isn't. And Kanye West shooting off about Trevor Noah, who makes an incredibly good point about his mother who was shot, ends up just being fodder for Kanye West to get engagement and be praised in a society where we have lost hope for what is actually valuable and what isn't. And I know I'm an old man yelling at a cloud. I know that... It's over, and you just don't get the way the world works. But we have to say something about how effed this is. We have to hope. If there's any lesson, look, I got Jordan working on social media stuff because I get it. We have to try to chase social media, but not just doing it for the. When are we gonna just start like uh, going out and um, and shooting people, and then posting the videos because we know it's shocking, and they'll get views on social media if we do that. Mm. How far away are we? We have lost our minds because we think that all that actually matters is engagement numbers instead of the actual content that's getting the engagement and the ability to say no. No. 
This person does not deserve credit for getting engagement for threatening someone. We should all, every single one of us, whatever level of fandom you are, be able to step up and say, stop it. Sorry, I don't mean to grandstand. I apologize. I don't really care about Kanye. God damn it, I hate this. I don't really care about Kanye West and Pete Davidson. I really care about how lost we are as a society. Fair. I care deeply about that. The inventing anything really turned me off. Like, really turned me off. It, it was bad to begin with, and it became completely irredeemable. It's one of the worst things that's happened because it presented a story in which it was some. It mattered that she got people to believe in her. The hell with the consequences. The hell with any of that. They painted the person that that went to the police as being a villain in the story. We're effed. We're effed. We have no hope as a society. We have lost our minds. Sorry, Jordan. You're good. Number two. Nick Cage wants to start star opposite do the young youths care about nicholas cage there's no way they care about the batman movie and they're going to make a sequel where Mm. nick cage plays eggman like that's actually happening egghead egghead not Eggman. like that's a real thing he he said he just wants to he he said if warner bros called him today okay i mean my god sure he would if nick if you called nick cage and said i get three warm sandwiches for you what else is he doing like, we're pretending like that means something. Fair. Gone, call, in, gone in 90 seconds. Have you, I mean, have you seen the movies that Nicolas Cage has made in recent years? Like, he will just make anything at this point. Like, my God, that was the entire bit with, that Andy Samberg did on SNL, the Get in the Cage segment. He's like, I got a pitch for you. Everything was just starring me. Like, he would make any movie at all. There is That's high praise. Nick, Nick Cage... Saying that he wants to be Eggman and ba- he wants to be in every movie that might be made. There is no no from Nick Cage. He's begging someone to care. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Thinking that's news that Nick Cage wants to be in the Batman movie. He wants to be in every movie. He wants to be. If you and I made a documentary about Paul, he would want to be in it. He'd want to play me. I mean, my God. Similar hairline. I mean, yeah, I'm you just... got that going for you. <laughs> like it would be a terribly. I don't know what would be the what would be the climax of the movie about Paul. What would be the big scene? Uh, I some woman agreeing got, to marry. Yeah, me. you got you got married. I guess you do have that going for you. Upset of the century. <laughs> oh, he's a good looking chap. That's not that big of an upset. Get the hell. I don't know what the climax yeah, will be. Just gotta work on this personality next. Whatever, whatever it is. The point being, Nick Cage would agree to be in any film whatsoever. There's nothing newsworthy about him wanting to be the the Eggman or Egg. What is it? Egghead. 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 And number three, more Pete Davidson. Yes, great. Pete Davidson is no longer a part of Blue Origin's next flight. Crew. Oh, what the hell happened? I uh, didn't hear about that. Yeah, it was a uh, the the flight the the launch date got delayed, so it doesn't work with his schedule anymore. His busy schedule of doing what exactly? So uh, Kim Kardashian. I mean, fair, all right. <laughs> but that was on the schedule, I think, beforehand. Probably. I mean, seriously, maybe her in space. Uh, yeah, no, he he didn't really give give any reason. He has said due due to uh due to the flight being pushed back to March 29th, uh he now can't make it. Well, That's just I, what he said. I'm gonna guess they'll try to figure out a way to get him on another flight because they got a ton of publicity out of that. Is like 
that's that's more valuable than when they put William Shatner up there. That's more valuable when they put Michael Strahan up there. They got a boatload of publicity out of uh, Pete Davidson going into space. All right, uh, little Jordan, thank you. That was Young Utes. We do it every Friday. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by the Press Box print issue, which is available right now. Celebrates the 20th anniversary of Maryland men's basketball winning the national championship. Gary Williams is on the cover. Go pick it up for free right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Or read it all, PressBoxOnline.com. All right, amazingly, we haven't talked about this today. Devontae Adams is I mean, headed very briefly is headed to Las Vegas to play with his former college quarterback, Derek Carr. On Thursday night, the Packers traded Adams to the Raiders for this year's first and second round draft picks, leaving Aaron Rodgers without a safety net before the ink has even dried on his new contract. Though it has been reported that Rodgers knew Adams was on his way out before he signed. This is weird. Everything about this is weird. Yeah, right? Weird, yeah. Like I, I, I also I know it's a lot. A first and a second round picks a lot. I still feel like Devontae Adams should be worth more than that. He should be. Like, and I get the part of the problem is like you were gonna have to sign him to this insane contract too, and so who's really willing to do all three things? Mm-hmm. I, my answer back would be, I would be. I I get the Ravens couldn't. They just genuinely don't have the money to do it. But like, would I? It's Devontae Adams we're yeah. talking about, man. Like, yeah. I know what the Titans paid for Julio Jones a year ago. Devontae Adams in the unquestionable prime of his career. I would think probably worth multiple first round picks or a first and a second and a fourth, you know, like anything that I, I just, I was stunned that it was just a first and a yeah, second for Devontae me Adams. Me too. Well, upon being traded, Adams promptly agreed to a five year, $141.25 million extension, making him the highest paid non quarterback in football. In three of the last four seasons, Adams had ta- has tallied at least 111 receptions, 1,374 yards, and 11 touchdowns. Did you know the Raiders have not had a 1,300-yard receiver since Tim Brown in 1999? They have not had a receiver record 11 touchdowns in a season since Tim Brown in 2000. They have never had a receiver catch as many as 111 balls in a season. Certainly seems like Adams is worth the high price tag. Speaking, well, of- and, and you're in the most brutal division in the history of football, so you got to... I mean, this is a murderer's row right now that we're mm-hmm. talking about in the AFC. This is insane. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely nuts. Speaking of his high price tag, as mentioned earlier, Adams is now the highest paid non-quarterback in football based on average annual value. He is one of five non-quarterbacks making an average annual value of at least $25 million in 2022. Who are the other four? Aaron Donald? No. Really? Yeah. Then it is a bargain. <laughs> Whatever they got him at. They have him at a bargain. Um, so Watt? No. TJ Watt. Twenty eight. Oh, right, he's yeah, number two yeah, on the yeah, list. Twenty eight million two two thousand seven hundred and twenty. DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is number three, twenty seven point five million. Um These other two guys, I get it, but it surprised me. Get it, but it surprises you. You get it, but it surprises you. It's you get it, but it surprises you. Do you want a small hint? No, hang on, hang on, hang on. Dalvin? No, oh, no. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, number five, twenty-five su- million. It doesn't surprise me. And Travis Kelsey. No. I don't even remember what his deal was. He is not an offensive player. He's not an offensive player. 
Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa, okay. number four, twenty-seven million. You know, that was really surprised me all that much. If I'm being honest, they, well, with they you. surprised me because they're not the type of guys that you generally. You, you look mm-hmm. at like left tackles. You look at. I, mean, at I think edge rushers. This is why you know I feel the way I do about the front seven. I think edge rushers are that significant. Like I, guys that can actually get quarterbacks on the ground, disrupt plays, make ter- create turnovers. Like I'd pay them more than everybody else has been paying them. Myself, that's the route that I would go. All right, good stuff. That was Tidbit. Tubular is brought to you today. Actually, it's just a reminder um, that you need to know the risks and have a plan. Uh, we're, we're encouraging you to get down to the FanDuel Sportsbook, but it also is really important. Have a plan before you start gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Here's what's coming up totally tubular-wise. Again, a busy day two of the NCAA tournament. Quickly, the schedule... Who? Um, CBS, Loyola Chicago, Ohio State, 12-15. Then Delaware, Villanova, Cal State, Fullerton, Duke, and Davidson, Michigan State. True TV starts at 12-40. Jacksonville State, Auburn. Then Miami, USC, Wright State, Arizona, TCU, Seton Hall. TNT starts at 145. Montana State, Texas Tech, Notre Dame, Alabama, Chattanooga, Illinois, UAB, Houston. And TBS starts at 2. Yale, Purdue, Virginia Tech, Texas, Iowa State, LSU, Colgate, Wisconsin. I got an upset special on Colgate tonight. I like their chances. Um, as far as elsewhere tonight, uh, Maryland women at home against Delaware in the first round of the NCAA tournament. That's at 5 on ESPNU. Navy Johns Hopkins lacrosse at 7 on ESPN3. Uh, the Mustang Classic is underway at Stevenson University tonight. Dickinson takes on the Mustangs at 8.30. Go Mustangsports.tv. Towson at home in the WNIT against Old Dominion at 7. You can watch it on YouTube. Tomorrow, uh, the NCAA tournament games are now scheduled. If you want to know, CBS, North Carolina, Baylor at 12-10, then Creighton, Kansas, Michigan, Tennessee, and St. Peter's, Murray State. Uh, TBS tomorrow night, St. Mary's, UCLA at 7-10, Memphis, Gonzaga at 9-40, TNT for Richmond, Providence at 6-10, New Mexico State, Arkansas at 8-40. By the way, uh, Mount St. Mary's women fell last night Mm -hmm. to Longwood, so they are out. Uh, Big Ten Network tomorrow at 3 for Maryland-Virginia lacrosse. That's a big one. Number one versus number two down in D.C. ESPN Plus for Bucknell-Loyola lacrosse at 1. And on Sunday, Rutgers-Maryland women's lacrosse at noon on ESPNU. Everything else, just go to glennclarkradio.com and find it there. Some non-sports highlights. Um, so today, th- there is so much, so many series and films that are on uh, Netflix originals premiering. Um, so I'm not going to even get into them. Just go check them out somewhere. Um Lust, a Max original season one premiere on HBO Max. Uh, Prime Video Master, it's an Amazon original that premieres tonight. Tomorrow, there's literally nothing. It's all basketball all day. Uh, And then on Sunday, Sunday, you have an audience with Adele at 9 o'clock on NBC, uh, The Walking Dead at 9, and and Talking Dead at 10 on AMC. HBO, the only one that really matters, winning time, The Rise of the Los Angeles Lakers Dynasty at 9 o'clock. Yeah, it's a tough weekend because I'll be watching basketball all weekend, but I do want to squeeze in Mrs. Maisel at some point, and I do want to squeeze in. It's over. What do you mean it's over? The series finale was last week. That was it? Yeah. Because I, I looked it up last night. The series finale was last week. It was a two-parter. That was it? That was how they ended the season? Yeah, eight episodes. That's really weird, man. That is really, really a weird way. I mean, it was it was big. I mean, are you caught up? Yeah. No. no I, I started a new show that no. I highly recommend. Quickly, because I got it. Go. The Pieces of Her. What is that on Netflix? What is it? It's uh, it's a show about a mom who. Wow, is that like really was the end of the season. Ashley Jesus. Simpson. Piece not bad, her. not bad. The she, time, the time she, she did a hoedown on SNL. She has uh, like a mysterious past that then gets brought out in like a crime, and yeah, 
and that's all I'm going to give you. But it's it's really good on Netflix. Eight episodes, one season, just came out. I finished like four episodes in one night. Highly recommend. Right. I guess with Mrs. Maisel being over, it might be time for me to finally dig in on Euphoria. Might be time for me to it's, finally. It's a good show. It's 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 a tough one. I hear you. I hear you. Might be that time. All right. Very good. Okay. Thanks today to everything else. Go to glennclarkradio.com and find it there. Everything else. Uh, right. I already said that part. I'm a broken record. I blame the allergies. Thanks today. To Rodney Elliott, thanks to Michael Pierce, and thanks to Chris Hinton, for who you're about to hear from. We'll get it all up for you in the Greatest Hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. On the bat around tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, we are going to have Jeff Arnold, Orioles Radio play-by-play man. He's going to be on a 10-20 stance, pushed back to 10-45. And we might have Raul Ramos. Ah. Um, he is a little bit under the weather, so i got to check in with him today and all see right. if he can do it. Uh, he's, been, he's been busy, busy, busy this week. All right, very good. That's tomorrow, 10 to noon. Those guys talking baseball, Paul and Zach, every Saturday. Of course, we'll be back on Monday. Jeremy Kahn will join us and stuff and things. Thanks, everybody, at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Baltimore Police Department, Great Eights Memorabilia, Live Casino and Hotel, the FanDuel Sportsbook, Underdog Fantasy Football, Blue Line Canine, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Paul. Follow him on Twitter at Paul Valley the Third. Jordan, what? Uh, where can people follow you? Twitter Schwartzberg JS and Instagram J Schwartzberg One. Thanks to him. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great weekend. Go Maryland women. Go local lacrosse teams. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too. We wrap up today's show. A conversation we had to have a little bit earlier on. Um, young man who's going to hear his name called earlier in the draft and has a unique connection to Baltimore because of. His father, Chris Hinton from Michigan, to wrap us up for the week here on GCR. And joined now here on Glenn Clark Radio by one of the top defensive line prospects in this year's NFL draft. And very interestingly, a young man who has kind of a connection to us here in Baltimore as his dad began his NFL career very briefly here in Baltimore with the Colts. It's a pleasure to welcome in from the University of Michigan. Chris Hinton, who's with us on GCR. Chris, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. All right, so when I when I reference your dad having a history in Baltimore, does that, like, resonate you with you in any way? It was such a short amount of time, and it was yeah. before you were ever born. Yeah, yeah it was still way before my time. You know, he always talks about his time in Baltimore and the whole deal from Baltimore to Indianapolis. So it was definitely a piece of me and a piece of my family's history. So that could be kind of yeah. that would be kind of a neat story for it to work. I know. Look, man, you got 32 teams that you want to play for right now. I understand yes, that, yes, but it would be kind of a neat story if it happened to work out that way. That it was Baltimore. Yeah, it would be cool, and then uh, some familiar faces with Coach Mack over there. Yeah, we're we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that (laughs) for sure. Hey, um, take me back before you know. Obviously, growing up the son of a of a damn good football player, your father was incredible. Did did you always know that football was the path that you wanted to go, or or when did it click for you that you wanted to sort of follow in his footsteps? Yeah, honestly, growing up, I wanted to be a basketball player. Kind of like your mom, basketball. right? Exactly, yeah. Yes, sir. I, you know, growing up, you know, I was a pretty good basketball basketball player at my young age. And, um, you know, just being 6'4", I would have to be a point guard. So I was like, All right, let me make a business decision and, and take this football thing uh, serious. So uh, going into my sophomore year in high school, like, I, again, I always played both sports and fell in love with both sports. And going into sophomore year in high school, I stopped playing AAU and started, like, training for football. So 
Was there was there a particular reason why it, it happened that way for you? Was there something that just occurred that made it click that that was the route? I mean, yeah, just being a six four center, I knew that there wasn't. It probably wasn't. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't. You don't really get yeah. many shots in the NBA anymore. It's, uh, like exactly. the, the Charles Barkley era is over. I think. It's over. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to make that business decision, but you know, I'm, I love football. Uh, you know, I'm happy. Obviously, it's just working out for me, and yeah. obviously, I want to be up there with, with my pops and, and be have the same type of legacy that that he had in the league. So, you know, as as we referenced, your mom also played basketball in college with, with two ath- athletes as parents. Give me the idea. What, what's yeah. the best things that you learn? Are you still learning from them yeah. as as you've sort of worked your way towards your own professional, you know, sports career? You know, both of them being super successful um, in their fields, uh, in basketball and football and off the field and, and off the court, uh, one of the things that I learned the most is, is hard work will get you, uh, will just give you a shot at, at what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to put the work in every day. Um, and also you can't be complacent because the second you're complacent, you got someone else in a different gym or a different field working harder than you um, at, at their goals. And then it's just competition. So the two things is hard work and never be complacent. And those are the two things that I keep with me every day, uh, whether it's with football, whether it's with school, or whether it's with, you know, anything I want to accomplish outside of sports. Is it ever intimidating, like, when, when your parents are so successful? Is there ever a moment where you're like, man, it, it, it's tough to live up to this? Like, do you ever yeah. deal with any of that? I'm going to be honest, you know, both my parents did a great job of never putting their success and their accomplishments on me at all, um, you know, it wasn't honestly. It wasn't until like it was funny. So when when Thirty for Thirty did that thing on my dad, mm-hmm. um, I was about in like sixth grade or seventh grade or so, and I didn't really like until then. I never really understood how good he was. Wow! <laughs> you know? Wow! So that just that that pays that pays dividends to you know him and his humbleness and not putting not putting his goals and his success onto my brother or or myself. Um, and also he's had talks with me like before high school, like, you know, this football thing, like it gets serious and it, it's very time consuming. Like, you know, I'm never going to force you to play football. I'm never going to force you to do anything. That's great. And I was like, pops, you know, I, I love football. You know, I love this. I want to do this. He's okay. Bet. Here we go. You know, I'm always going to be here for you. I'm never going to, you know, be on you like that, but you know, just know I'm always going to be here for you. And, and you know, I'm very appreciative of, of both of them for always being there for me whenever I need it. That's awesome, man. By the way, you, you're making me feel old. Uh, the the morning the morning after that twenty or that thirty for thirty aired, your dad actually called into my yeah. show to talk about oh, it. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because he, crazy. you know, like I, it's funny because I feel like his story gets lost. You know, in Baltimore, we talk a lot about John Elway. And it's a whole thing, man. I, I'm not gonna bore you with all that. And I feel like his story gets lost of just how good he ended up being as a player in the process. Yeah. Like, yeah, John Elway turned out to be John Elway, but like Chris Hinton was really good, man. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So it was cool to catch up with him, and you're making me feel old because I remember where I was that when that 30 for 30 came out. <laughs> Chris Hinton from Michigan is with us here on GCR. Um, Chris, you know, you mentioned obviously there's this Baltimore connection too because yeah. Mike McDonald ends up here when he arrived last year. What did you know about him, and and what? What made it work so well so quickly? Obviously, there's a ton of talent. We know that right. with you and, right. and David Ajabo and Dax Hill, and the list goes on and on and on. But, like, what made it click so quickly that you guys weren't just good, but, like, literally were one of the best defenses in all of football this season? Yeah, yeah and it was crazy. Like, 
you know, Coach Max is actually from like the same area where I'm from. He went to Centennial High School, which is down the street uh, from where I grew up. And I have a sister who's like around the same age, and they went to high school at the same time. They didn't know each other, but like just crazy small world connection. But when when Coach Matt came to the University of Michigan, we kind of could tell right away that it was going to be a different vibe. It was going to be a different a different season. You know, he he's a great leader, but he also lets he lets uh, he let us lead the team. Um, he let the leaders of the defense like have our own vision of the defense. Wow. Uh, and and kind of what we wanted to do this year. Um, and he was kind of like like again like that father figure, and in, in, in the sense of he's like, okay, y'all do this, and now when y'all steer to the right, I'm going to put you back on track. But it's going to be y'all's defense, and you know he—that's how we did the whole year. Um, throughout the meeting, he would ask us certain plays, like how do y'all see this play? Like how how do y'all want to run X, Y, and Z? Um, and then he'll play his own twist on it because, of course, he's he's a DC. Yeah, <laughs> but, of course. Yeah, you know he, you know he, um, you know everyone really responded well to him. He's a young dude, can really relate to us. And, you know, and he also put super super great people around us as well on his staff. So. Just the energy he brought, the the control that he let us have over the defense, um, along with him just being a great leader, like that paid dividends to our success this year. In uh, my band. Yeah, clearly it worked out all right for you guys yeah. this year. By the way, I can't believe I just <laughs> named all those players. I didn't even mention Aiden. By the way, like, I know. No, my, <laughs> my God, what Aiden a loaded defense you had. Aiden is a beast. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be all right. I think he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna be, be right. okay moving forward. <laughs> yeah. Um so it sounds like what you're saying, and we'll get to you as part of it, but it sounds like what you're saying is whether you're here or not, um and we got to know obviously Coach Mack a little bit before, you know, when he was here in Baltimore. Uh-huh. Um, but in taking over the role as defensive coordinator, we probably have a lot to look forward to here in Baltimore. Yes, 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 for sure. Would you, it, know, you ask anybody in this building and you don't say the same thing. Uh, all the players in the Baltimore you know they're gonna they're gonna respond to Coach Mack really well. Like they're gonna they're gonna love it. So now again, knowing that you're gonna be just as excited because you you can be a Cardinal as quickly as you can be a Raven, right? Like I understand yeah, that. Right. Does it right. make it particularly intriguing to you the opportunity to reconnect with someone that clearly you were able to make it work with? Does it make you say to yourself like, man, I might want to run a little bit faster when I get there for that meeting in Baltimore <laughs> or something like that? <laughs> Yeah, no, it'll for sure, it'll for sure be really cool to to play for Coach Mack. But you know, I'm just blessed to have this opportunity to play for any of the 32 teams of out course. there. Um, and you know, I'm just really excited to have that chance to to be really anywhere in the I, country I, I, I get and, and come in there and make a defense better. I know that's true, man. I completely yes, understand. Yes, hey, hey, Chris, tell me about you, the football player. Um, what is yeah. it? Whoever it ends up being that that calls your name, mm-hmm. what what are they getting? What is the ideal technique for you? Do you think at the next yeah. level? And what exactly are they getting in Chris Hinton, the football player? Yeah, you know, teams are going to get a kid that's super physical at the point of attack. He is going to stop the run. He's going to be physical. Um, he's also going to going to cause disruption in the run in the pass because I'm quick enough to to get past guards that may not be as athletic, and now I'm strong enough to push the pocket against guards that may not be as strong. Uh, and I'm also very versatile. I feel like I can play anywhere um, amongst the inside of the defensive line, or you know, even if they need me at five tech on the rundown, I feel like I can play. I can play anything amongst the defensive line. So they're getting a versatile, smart. You know, physical player. I mean, it all sounds pretty good to me, dude. That all sounds yeah. <laughs> like it's something that I want to sign up for. Uh, yes, do, you, do you feel like you can speak the language of Harbaugh a little bit better? Because, you know, there's another connection there that we share mm-hmm. with the folks out at Michigan. And I know that maybe Jim's yeah. a bit more unique and, um, <laughs> uh, you know, insert whatever word you want to use here. Mm-hmm. But do you feel like you can sort of speak the language of Harbaugh better from these last few years? 
Yeah, for sure. Coach Harbaugh, he's a guy that, you know, he really cares about his players. Uh, you see that every day um, in this building, you know, and it was just, it felt so good last year. Obviously, everybody wanted to win for the program. Of and course. Of that sort, but like, but like winning for Coach Harbaugh and just seeing, just seeing him and all the doubters, you know, being hushed uh, because everybody got something to say about Coach Harbaugh. So being able to shut up all the doubters for, for Coach Harbaugh and things like that. That was just another piece of, of excitement and joy that all the players had this year. Can you put into words what it was like for you guys to beat Ohio State? Like, can you, after everything y'all have been through? I, yeah, I, I honestly, can, you can't put that game into words. Right. Uh, being Ohio State, you know, really making that a, a pivotal piece of our program this past year. Um, you know, just like, it was like third quarter, because obviously, you know, we had a handle on the game all game, but you never want to be like, okay, you about to win this game. It was right. like the fourth quarter. <laughs> I'm sitting on the bench and I'm talking to one of my teammates. I'm like, "Oh yeah, we just we just did it." Like, <laughs> you know, and it was crazy. The the it was snowing. They stormed the field after the game. I mean, it was the best you know best game of my like the best most fun most memorable game of my career hands down. Oh, dude, it was wild. Even more than the Big Ten championship. It was, <laughs> and I'm sure you guys would have liked to have won the national championship too. But like, I mean, yeah. you know, up there, I got to imagine that's. Tr- Almost as good as winning a national championship. <laughs> yeah, and you know, hopefully, like you know, hopefully we set set a new standard for the program. You know, you know, now we got you know a recent Big Ten championship, so this things the things should be chased now. You know, another Big Ten championship, another playoff appearance. You know, and a national championship. So hopefully, we just set that new standard, uh, a new a new level, um, and, and the in the Michigan building. All right, so we're going to be forced to only disagree with you slightly because, of course, we want Maryland to have some success in the coming years. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's um, it's a, it's a an uphill battle. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're still trying to get people to acknowledge that Maryland has a football program <laughs> in recent years. It's all good. Uh, we, Maryland, Maryland is a very respectable, respectable uh, program. It's nice of you to say that. <laughs> Chris, it's nice of you. And we're look. We think that there are positive things that are happening there. It's just taken. It's just taken a minute. Um, Chris, when when I say the words Baltimore Ravens defense to you, what comes to what comes to mind? First thing is aggressive. You know they're playing man to man down there every play. Um, they're bringing the pressure uh, different ways. They bring pressure. They're going. They can bring it uh, four man, five man. They can bring the house. Um, but then they can they can show the pressure. Um, and then dropping the coverage, like, I mean, they're very versatile, very multiple, and very aggressive. You know, playing in Coach Matt, because we ran the same defense, really, um, at Michigan this past year, and I really loved every bit of it. And obviously there's a bit of a history of uh, of significance when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens and the defense. Elite. That, yeah, elite. right? Right? Might not <laughs> be yeah. Might not be bad to follow in some of those footsteps. <laughs> might not yes, be so bad. Yes, sir. Hey, Chris Hinton, man, it's, it's great getting to know you. What can we plug for you? Twitter, Instagram, anywhere where people have been giving you a follow as you, you go through this path? I think people are really going to be – I, I don't yeah. know that a lot of people realize the, the history with you in our city and how yeah, cool it could yeah. be. Oh, yeah, you can follow me uh, at V T H E Chris Hinton, just my name. Same thing for uh, Instagram and Twitter. It's the same handle. Awesome. Give him a follow there. Chris, man, we're going to tell you the same thing we tell everybody. We're rooting for you. We're looking forward to see what happens. If it's Baltimore, man, we can't wait to get to know you better and see in purple. If it's Pittsburgh, we know you'll be happy. Please don't be offended by the things we say about you on Twitter. <laughs> we promise it's not personal. We don't really mean it, all yes, right? Sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, congratulations on everything so far. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes to chat with us this morning. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.